Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This Week in League, surprise, surprise, the Tigers' Campbelltown home ground turns out to be a rental owned by an interstate investor. New South Wales government to move forward with a Leichhardt desalination plant following reactions to Ryan James' tackle on Tedesco. Foran looks to sign with the Warriors in the hope that a cold, windy climate where people steal your jewellery and throw it into volcanoes helps with his depression. And we preview all the action for round 24 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 235 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome again to all our new listeners. I just want to say last week, if anyone's got any insight, I'm putting it out there because not, not, not because, you know, we're fucking pumping up our tyres or, you know, needing our dick sucked or anything like that. Frankly, we do. But last, last week's episode, I don't know why, 30% lift on the day one downloads for like because it's it's pretty pretty consistent like it, it kind of go it kind of it creeps up every year like it creeps up all the time that's fine but then you get these weird like hockey stick shaped ones because it, it bubbles along like you get like thursday or wednesday whenever it comes out and you got like spike where everyone goes that and then it, then, it, then it drops to about like half that and hums along for the rest of the week spike so we get like a bunch of like a spike on the day of release and then people catch up as they go the rest of the audience and um but this one for some reason that spike on the on the day of release was way I, and i sort of do like when I, when that happens i do like a google search just to, just to see if we, you know somewhere we got mentioned or something yep. or it's a fucking mystery to me. I'm My no theory, idea. if you have a look at that, yeah. I would say that it may have come from Brussels. <laughs> they're uh, Perms out there spreading the word. Long-term fan of the show. And yeah. sensational, Pretty much member since day one too. Sensational oh, Penrith fan. Yeah. If you check, I'd say that a lot of those downloads would have come from one Apple store. He's been just in Belgium, and he just went yeah. and subscribed to every computer in the Apple Store. I thought he was just like handing out, handing out like a a, a card or you know, putting stickers on the on the on, he, uh, on the red light windows. That's interesting. Played played at full ball. And yes, yes, I know that's not fucking Belgium. Jesus Christ! I'm sure you'd find one in Belgium. I just had to, I just had to say that because he doesn't know. You know, some of you. That's not Belgium. That's Netherlands. You don't care. Yeah, right. Um, all the best in Belgium, buddy. Yeah. Um, but no, that's fantastic. Drinking heaps of fucking, heaps of deceptively weak beer and mayonnaise on his chips. <laughs> I say deceptively weak because every time we go into that the Belgian beer beer cafe yeah. and you get stuck in like the Hogans or whatever and they're just like, it's like drinking mineral water until you try and stand up. <laughs> you, you drink about like, you know, six pints of it and you're like, this is this is fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, they're not even touching the sides. It's just going down so easy. And then you got to stand up and you're just like, oh, all right. 
Oh, there is a content in these. <laughs> there is yeah. no alcohol content uh, in there. No, if uh, <laughs> if you've been telling your friends, family, or work colleagues, or people you don't like about the show, yeah. And if you've got any insight, then let us know because the, the last time it happened this year was um, the episode we did following the Parramatta stuff. Yeah, okay. And so that kind of made a bit of sense. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, no, it doesn't. I mean, like, why why are people coming to us <laughs> for the news? <laughs> So it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, people. People are like yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. Like must have been like real, like uh, really casual listeners out there. Maybe they're going. Well, I don't listen every week, but I really need to hear him rip on these cheats. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to get. But yeah. So this like last week was just like plain regular week, and nothing really happened. I didn't think, but yeah. Mm. Uh, and of course, uh, if you're a new listener and you're on Twitter, give us a shout, and uh, we'll get the Twill Nation guys to show you some love. And on Facebook as well. I mean, Facebook obviously you're going to probably pick up some real friends though, and yeah, that's a whole another level of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it, and and don't get me wrong, that happens. Facebook is, is is mad for the Twill Nation people wherever they're scattered around the world. That's it's it. just friending each other up on Facebook. Yep. See it all the time, so that's great. Um, but yeah. Uh, let us know on Twitter, especially because you know you got your anonymity for now, um, and yeah, for now. Mm. Sorry, uh, I don't get into all the tech talk and everything, but um, an entrepreneur I follow did like a fake open letter from the CEO of Twitter mm. with like he was pretending to be him, saying this is what we're going to do about trolling and yeah. abu- online abuse and stuff like that and just like did like a plan of this is what we're going to do like, and everyone's just like oh wow yeah Twitter should do that like, <laughs> so um, look the day when everyone gets verified is probably coming but um, we'll have to uh, when that happens you'll have to invent a new platform called Twiller <laughs> <laughs> that people can just get on and bash each other to their hearts content yeah I'm fine I hung up, I hung up my bridge the about only, a year uh, ago <laughs> in the trolling game <laughs> Yes. Uh, but yeah, if you if you got uh, friends or you know anyone who's uh, started listening to the show, we'll give them a shout out. And um, with that in mind, Arpopsh, his tweet says it talks about his mate. Don't listen to his show, but I happen to know that that um, Arpopsh doesn't does not have any mates. <laughs> He's got a bunch of people on Twitter that uh, you know like to call him Schlips, and uh, that he yeah. apparently knows in real life, but well, their mates are not sure. The only mates he has is like you know. Doctor, how do I, how do I get rid of this venereal disease? I'm asking for a mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those sort of mates. Yeah, yeah, one of those mates. Uh, he said uh, his mate uh, Beatson eighty eight. That's uh, but B E A T S O N eighty eight has started listening and is loving the show. He doesn't tweet much though, so doesn't need a shout out. Well, there you go. He Beatson, gets a shout welcome. Out anyway. Welcome. If he's listening, it doesn't matter if he's tweeting. We're not tweeting about him. What sort of bastard friend? Trust that a nice someone a shout out. He's hot. He's he's trying. He's got his little special place in the tour nation, you know, with his, with his uh, you know, shwank of essence and you know, oh, yeah. his slips and everything. And so, uh, yeah, and he's he want, he's just he's just hoarding it. He's just <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's not a zero sum game, mate. There's plenty of love. We got love for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't mean you get less. And uh, we've got Mesut underscore Ossil, so A U S I L. Uh, soccer fan, I presume. I think that's a soccer player. I don't know. I don't watch the sport. So I just started listening to the pod. Now I come on here and see you're into Tell Him Steve Dave too. Fucking soulmates. Hash making hay. Well done, sir. And that was just a f- conversation, I think, with someone else on Twitter. The mm-hmm. same deal. Listen to Kevin Smith's podcast. Yep. And um, and I, well, he's probably, Kevin Smith's partially probably responsible for this week in league. I mean, because he wasn't, I, I, was, I was a massive fan of Ricky Gervais when he kind of 
popularised the the form with the Ricky Gervais one yep. with Merchant and, and Carl Pil- Carl Pilkington before Carl Pilkington was Carl. Like you know, he was just he was he was just he was just emerging. He was an embryo of his <laughs> his dumb self. And um, it was great listening to that show actually evolve. Like when it started out, and he was meant to be just the producer of the show, yep. and it was meant to be Ricky and um, Steve Merchant, and then just talking shit. And it ended up becoming them smashing Carl all the time and then, so that's how he became a star because they just smashed him all the time and that's how his character developed but um, then Kev came along and I remember clearly listening to all Smodcasts when they started and mm. uh, from the very very beginning and picked up you know most of his other shows I don't have the time these days to listen to all of them anymore but tell him Steve so, is one of the ones I do so just to put it out there yep first of all you, you idolised Ricky Gervais yep and you then started a podcast with a Carl Piltington lookalike <laughs> yeah then, Which started out with <laughs> the turn into him being slammed all the time. The yeah. turn into him being slammed all the time. <laughs> then, yeah. your focus has changed to Kevin Smith. Yeah, and, and then you'll you, you, you now do podcasts with two guys named Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Who, who it have is, it is true. questionable life experiences. <laughs> <laughs> and sexual pro- proclivities. <laughs> I mean, I can't... Yeah. <laughs> Although I mean, like, you know, in, in Kev's defence, I mean, you know, he might, you know, he, he'll he'll talk about his wife's his wife's uh, ass all the time, but he's not he's not talking about jamming a st- one of his stilettos in his pee hole. <laughs> and let me tell you, people loved. Oh, did, did people love the whole stiletto in the pee hole thing or what? Um, it's it was iconic. <laughs> so thank you though, to those uh, new listeners and very uh, welcome, welcome. Um, <laughs> unfortunate jumping on point. Was <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe like just Germany or something, like the, the former East Germany. Or like a video about that. it's possible in audio medium. Uh, Terry Twill um, from the mailbag. These things were going around Twitter the last three days. It's like you know, fave seven bands, yeah. fave seven. Like, and I don't get into. I don't get into that shit. Except if I was going to troll, I was going to say like five, seven films and say like, you know, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Ghostbusters 2016, and just list all those and, and then just throw like Godfather Part 2. <laughs> but I didn't, because um, I just I didn't want to get involved. But anyway, Captain, at Terry Twill here, has sent us a five, seven Aussies hashtag, which I was probably the only tweet on that hashtag. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Mangle, Pat Richards, Braveheart, <laughs> Craig Johnston. Errol Flynn, Banana One, and Glenn. He's got hash t- team real dad. Well, for starters, sir, you clearly you you, you clearly know nothing of. I mean, Banana One. That motherfucker's called B One. He's never referred to as Banana One. I mean, unless there's that's who we meant. Oh, okay. I think, I'm pretty sure he's B One out of Bananas and Pajamas, right? Twitter handle like no Banana One. No, no. You know it's B One. Yeah, it's B One. Yeah, so so well, hang on. When he says Braveheart, yeah, for his favorite Australian, yeah, does he mean? William Wallace, the Scottish the, William Wallace, the or, the Ameri- the or, the Ameri- or the American Mel Gibson, or the hate monger Mel Gibson. Hey, look, some people say it's hate talk, but then I hear him call someone sugar tits, and that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the hate talk. They had all that stuff about the Jews as well. Semitic ramblings. Yeah. In the yeah. Mel Gibson repertoire, calling someone sugar tits. <laughs> He's probably the nicest thing he said. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, I've, I've been known to, to bust out that old sugar tits one. I mean, I'll go easy on the, on the, on the juice stuff, though. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but sugar tits, that's... that's uh, He yeah. said it to me before he slapped me on the ass the first night after the, <laughs> did the first show. 
Uh, at Broken Maddie. Uh, any chance we could get Glenn to come in for a show or two and teach Jay how to co-host properly? Hash Team Real Dad. Wow. Where's this shit coming from? Where's this hashtag coming from? Team Real Dad? Is there like some little DM circle of little little bitches <laughs> going, let's fucking, let's do this hashtag and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, see if we can get under Jay's skin. Don't know. Look. I'm probably Team Real Dad. Look, if Glenn, this, this is the, when if you want to if you want to run with the whole the real dad stepdad thing, what you need to understand is this: <laughs> he walked out on you. <laughs> he walked out on you all. Like, you know what? So he, he's he's not even paying child support. <laughs> no, no, you know what? I, it's okay. I understand these people. You know what? Real dad stepdad world they're living in. What's that? They're living in a kindergarten cop. Or the threes real, company. Real dad stepdad world. Okay. Where where they have these these memories, or their dad's going to come back, and it's going to you know be wonderful. Um, so they don't need Mister Kimball. Yep. Uh, to be banging their mum. Yep. But <laughs> there's there's out there on the fucking tele on the, on the telephone towers putting up their lasers. Waving to One Nation senators while they're there. Like NASA. But unfortunately, uh. you know, in that movie, Real Dad was a sociopathic murderer who was only after them for their money. And sure, he did. He he did want the he did, he wanted to possess the child. Yeah, he he didn't have the child's best and interest in his. Ended up being fucked over in a primary school bathroom by a ferret. <laughs> and like that's strangely parallel. <laughs> it's that movie about a a cop who's practically kindergarten. It's, it's practically a documentary about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> made and finished before <laughs> a decade or two before this show came to... Oh, it was oh, prophetic. Tr- oh, tremendous. Um, at Aiden Stalker, I uh, tried out the beer can stubby yesterday. Worked way too well. Hung over to bits. Nice. That, that sounds like laying groundwork for a lit lawsuit. Fantastic. Well, I, I, reject, I reject that it was a stubby's fault, sir. Uh, Mick the Perm, of course, who we mentioned is over there. Uh, and he said, yeah, just sitting in a sports bar in Brussels after getting off at stop... Look, I pres- presumably it's it's Kunst wet, <laughs> K-U-N-S-T wet, for a laugh, rocking a twill shirt, listening to this week in league, and um, that's that just shows that that shows how down how down he is because like as if you, if that stop was coming up, I mean as if you wouldn't get off just to see what was there. You know what though. <laughs> Ninety-nine percent of people would yep. take a photo as they passed it yeah. and post and he's it. He's like, "No, I need to see where and the he, moisture is." He lives that shit. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Jason's four hundred. Our membership received. Love the twill flashlight, but can I swap the cock ring? It's a bit big. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So so there you go, sir. It's not actually stubby cool after all. Um, Arpop said, "I read the membership packs, loving the wristband with the green and gold and white to double up, showing Aussie support too." And don't they need the asterisk at the Olympics? <laughs> Wally Frogmore. There's a Chinese guy in the triple jump called Dong Bin. <laughs> He'd either be popular at Mardi Gras or Cronulla Games post-loss. <laughs> Australia. Uh, team acronyms. STI seems a natural destination for Corey Oates. I don't know why, why you'd say that, sir. Seems, seems rather... Rather tangential. Oh. <laughs> I you were going to say rash. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he'd be burning up at that, um, that, assumption, that assertion. Voodoo Rock, uh, Rocks and Diamonds, X Factors. Clearly, Gus is a closet member of Tool Nation. Nah, they're common phrases. 
Gus does Gus not want to hear what we have to say. Gus wishes he was a member of Twill Nation. Put it this way, to illustrate Gus's suitability for this show, you have to look at the way he behaves on Twitter, deleting his fucking account every time someone doesn't give him shit. They, they just challenge his viewpoint. Yeah. And sometimes it can be like totally respectful. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like the, like he deleted his account. Yeah, like this story, I'm sure we said it before, when he just said something stupid on Twitter, and this is like back in 2014, he said something stupid on Twitter, so about, you know, or maybe last year, um, something about James Hassan at Manly, and, and I just replied, and we were having a conversation, and he's like going... Yeah, he's not in the he's not in the top twenty five, you know, salary company. Yes, he fucking is. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's not. I said, yeah, he is. He's like, no, he's not. And then James Hassan tweets in and goes, Yes, I am. <laughs> Delete his account. <laughs> it's like Do you know what? Own your shit you done, mother. That is that is one of the best things about the tour nation as a whole. Yeah. You don't see a lot of that I have this thought and this person has this thought and we will just fucking bash heads. Yeah. Never people discuss shit. Yeah. Yeah. And people, I find that that is like kind of a rugby league-ish thing though as well because doing podcasts in a couple of, like MMA for example that's that butthead things everyone needs to be the guy that knows more than the other guy and, and you know and seeing the more yeah. obscure shit than that uh, you know I'm, but I'm talking like even time. generally rugby league though is much is much more of a community thing I th- and maybe it's because it's I don't know it's teams and it's not an individual you know people, <laughs> people play they, you know they understand the team thing yeah, yeah but even the, the tour nation I've seen the you know Tigers fans and Titans fans yep once the initial heat died down, the ban- the banter's back <laughs> yeah. again, yeah. where there's been some other people I've seen in the, the normal print media and on yeah. Facebook, especially on team sites, yeah. still just, like, gronking off a week after yeah. the fact. Yeah. Um, I have a theory on that. No. But it, as soon as Gus is of the personal standards of the Pantherettes, or some members yeah. of the Pantherettes, then yep. he could count himself as a potential... Yep. you know, pledge. Do you think for the, Twill Nation membership? Back to the whole. It has been very cordial between the Tigers and the Titans generally. Do you think that the Titans and the Tigers are both been beaten down so badly by poor performance that it's kind of humbled them as fan bases, <laughs> and they can actually meet this? Yeah, you know, create like a middle ground and and <laughs> like, yeah. for example, yeah. Broncos fans mm. can't be done. Yeah, that is true. Surprisingly, Manly fans actually have they've exceeded my expectations because I would have put them in the same boat, but they actually seem to be fairly fairly cool. Oh, here's the thing: though. General, if, you, if you look at the the steps or whatever it is of you know the process, yeah, Manly fans got to that no one likes us and we don't care stage. Yeah, I guess. And now it's moved on that people still hate Manly, but they don't tend to hate Manly fans as much. Yeah, yeah. Whereas <clears> there's a lot of Broncos fans who still feel as you know. They behave as if they were out there running on the grass. They they behave as if if as and if they were all they were all in in the John Plath role, <laughs> like like fucking useless. <laughs> but they were there and they've got the ring. Yeah, like you know, and and it's almost like you have to go through this exclusive selection process yep. to become a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as opposed to yep. just yeah, no, I, I get your point born completely. After, born after nineteen eighty eight. Or a shit country changed teams in nine out. There's only there's only two ways to be. You know, the, the, that's that's the only two yep. options. Yep. You know, so exactly. You know, the shoe fits. You're the bandwagoner. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, which one are you? Look, I've heard stories and I've seen the the photograph of him in the Bulldogs. I mean, I'm, don't, I don't want to. 
I don't want to single him out. Well, there's three Could options. Three yeah. options. You would you were never a rugby league fan to begin with. And you jumped in. It's like an NFL fan. You've jumped in and you're, I'm going to start following the NFL. I know who I'm going to follow. The Patriots. Yep. Um, <laughs> Let me go through the list of, of, of Super Bowls and Super Bowl winners over the last decade. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I would think I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I see where I, I'd, I'd pick the team. I like the colours of, but I also picked the team that was fucking garbage. So that when the day comes... <laughs> It'll come eventually, probably in my lifetime. So you're you're just writing a sports movie in your own head. Yeah, yeah exactly. And when the day comes, like uh, I, I would have earned that shit, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I enjoy it far more. Trot out your retro jersey with pride. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, where are we? Uh, Di Matea. De Goist has a head that looks like he visited a metho clinic a few times, maybe with McInnes. So that's in regard to our Cletus. <laughs> Cletus talk last week. So I was like, Goyce, and, uh, and uh, we've got another one here from Australia. Uh, Cletus Shannon the Cow Boyd <laughs> is the giant retard in the overalls at the back, in the back of the black and white photo outside the cabin. <laughs> and he also came in with the one on the, the rugby league chins, which was what started us last week. Right. Uh, Gareth Ellis. And yes, yes, I've been inclined yeah, to agree. He's up there yeah, too. Yeah, fantastic. Um, <clears throat> We had via emails, uh, Dan, Dan sent us via email saying that um, he preferred Willie Mason as the best chin in footy, and, he, and he was, he'd definitely be yeah. up there too, I would say. Um, was his chin that disproportionate, given the, the overall size of him? Not, dispro- dis- not, not, not dis- disproportionate, but it's like, it's a, it's a prominent... Like Brent Tate and Tony Carroll had disproportionate chins. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, pe- people call Brent Tate Roger Ramjet, and that's yeah. no... Like the brace, no exaggeration. Wasn't, yeah. brace wasn't to hurt his neck, it was to keep his head up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> the ironing board down the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I fancy like in this day, like fancy letting a player have the yeah, unfair advantage having an ironing board on their back, <laughs> like just to protect from those shots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my Saguna eighty-five. I looked up what lemon party was. I went to my fridge and threw my lemon yogurt away. You looked up what it was, so I guess he's just thrown it. I mean, I guess he's thrown in the URL and just <laughs> gone to the site. Yeah. Like, there's no shame in that, mate. You, you looked it up, or you went to your favourites and you clicked be, on it. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be the first person to, to mistakenly go to Lemon Party thinking it's something completely different to what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, misanthropia. Strawberry thick shakes have forever been ruined. Sorry, I've probably had one afterwards. They're great. If you get them from McDonald's too, they're not mixed in properly. They've got that like white and strawberry it's, swirl on yeah, the top. It's, it's exactly, and I mean that—that's actually a more accurate. Giannis <laughs> <laughs> underscore Mateus, Harlan poop shits on Katy Perry's Olympic song, literally. So it literally no, it doesn't because they're Olympic no. song. Doesn't, I, no, figuratively. I don't think that's that word mean. means what you think it means. <laughs> figuratively. Ah, <laughs> uh, Devonhead. Uh, this week in German porn, we didn't say anything about it being German, Devonhead. How did you come to that conclusion, sir? Mm. Let me see your browser history. Dirt Road Dirt underscore RD underscore Cowboy. Dirt Road Cowboy. He's over in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he said, I haven't visited Lemon Party since I left Chicago six years ago. Wifey thought I was having a seizure laughing. <laughs> Hash, I can't unsee things. <laughs> I'm presumably laughing at us talking about it and not laughing at seeing Lemon Party. Because to be fair, there's nothing really funny about it. I mean, the only the the, the comedy in Lemon Party is making someone go to it accidentally. Oh, <laughs> That's the, a comment from me. That's a, the song's pretty amusing <laughs> when you take it in context of the, uh, the juxtaposition yeah. between the human centipede and... <laughs> anyway... Mitch Colby said, uh, I've seen Jason Taylor at my gym pumping iron ready to flog Robbie 1v1. 
Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> All we know is, I mean, if you yeah. look at, if you, yeah, let's let's look at the tail of the tape. Robbie's got some documented greatest hits on his. I mean, yeah. like when he when you punch fuck out of Anthony Watts that time, Jason Taylor has been uh, punched down a staircase by Dave Longo. So. I don't know if he's really got the form. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's true what they say, styles make fights, but <laughs> I don't think enough. I'll tell you what, any, uh, any aspiring promoters in the Tour Nation, get get on promoting that fight. Off-season. Yeah. Yep, yep. Off-season. <clears throat> that would be great. Could you imagine how much money you would be able to produce for, for some sort of charity... By putting that together, 12. I would buy. I'd pay. I'd pay my fifty bucks pay per view for that. Had to be like a street fight or like Pride Rules or something where there can be soccer kicks to the head on the ground. Or yeah. you imagine, imagine it being like a like a WWE like hardcore. You know where you can pull like bats covered in barbed wire and like fucking put them through tables and shit. Can you, <laughs> in a cage, no. like Helen in a cell. Like instead of Mick Foley, can you imagine Robbie Farrer fucking putting Jason Taylor like off the top of a thirty foot cage through a fucking table? <laughs> no, I can, I can imagine him. That'd be amazing, though. I can imagine him getting him and dunking his head into a schnitzel fryer, <laughs> or like you know bread crumbing him. And then Jason Taylor, he's like reaching around and he comes up with the handle for the fucking the net thing, and he comes up and, like, and he sticks it over his head and he's, and he's controlling his head with the net thing. But then <laughs> Jason Taylor. Pulls out a bag full of twenty cent pieces from the parking meter. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch Vice Principals this week yet? No. Oh, fucking. No, I'm. Uh, I'm a single daddy this week, so <coughs> yeah. Um, no time for this stuff. <laughs> Ma underscore Aaron. Uh, what do Ray Warren and Donald Trump have in common? Both are too old to be in that box. Hash. Call me hipster. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> Uh, question for you from Ben R forty seven, who's our uh, new Manly fan from uh, Atlanta, I believe. I hope that question is how far from Newcastle is Brisbane? <laughs> a very kind offer it on was. his part to support offer. to furnish you with tickets to the Penrith game that he'd won, I presume. But um, yeah, he just he didn't understand the di- the distance between. It's <laughs> quite a long drive. <laughs> it's you're not going to nip down for the game and then come back afterward, <laughs> and you certainly don't want to be in Newcastle after dark. So um. <laughs> How are you going to drive back when your car's got no wheels? <laughs> he said, which mammo hairstyle is your favourite? The man bun or the cornrows? Jesus. Yeah, cunty longstocking. Is yeah. how I refer to him. Yeah. Um, At least, well, he does mix it up. To his credit, he does, he does, he's unafraid to try new yeah, things. I'll it. give him credit there for that. You know, again, this goes back to, and I'll put it to the, my original distaste for um, those hairstyles. Yeah. If he put the time that he spent getting braided yep. into training with his teammates, yep. that extra hour and a half a week yeah, he might have got him some wins, season, is that might have improved the skill. There'd probably be some that that would probably hold water if there was um if like seventeen of them rocked out <laughs> he rocked out with dreadlocks, <laughs> cornrows and like high maintenance styles. What's, what's he doing? He's you know, yeah. he's not not practicing fitness. It's true. Maybe. Plays, yeah. It's it's better. It's better than you know putting all his money down TAB. Yeah. Look again. I just revert to the example that he's not fingering women against their one, will. One of the worst hairstyles. Saying there are worse ways a player can spend their time. <laughs> Documented. <laughs> Documented. <There are. laughs> um, one of one of the worst hairstyles in the NRL. One of the worst players. Yep. Gets a haircut. Yep. Now, Dally M winner asterisk. Yeah. We'll get to that injustice. Yeah. 
I'm not going to do the whole X-Factor section this week. I'll give you a reprieve this week. However, Ben, again, said your favourite NFL player has to be Des Bryant because X-Factor is his nickname. Just like uh, just like old uh, Ben Barber. Apparently, X-Factor is his nickname, according to Wikipedia. Citing one article in a regional like, quest-level newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> he entered it into the high score on a video game one time in 1987 <laughs> thus was his nickname forever it was like XFC and they just shoot with <laughs> um, this week in Luke Dorn thank you to the boys from Super League Pod again giving us the update from over there in the um, I was going to say something nice about Super League and I'm drawing oh, Jamie Soward country now he what now? Jamie Soward country yeah well yeah so he's these Broncos ran right. So you love it? Yeah. Ran right. <laughs> Given they're a second tier team now, but This this is the thing. I mean you have to wonder like in 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 sports and countries that have leagues where there is this relegation promotion thing going on, it would suck the season where you're getting fucking hammered all the time and you end up in the bottom and mm. you and you find out find yourself being yeah. relegated. But that next year Like I think it was like seventy four <clears throat> to six or something that they won. It as a supporter of the club you still get to see your club every. You get relegated. Yeah. You still get to go to the games as many games. You get to see them every week still. Yeah, spot on. And so, like, if you have a year where you was getting fucking torched, right? <laughs> get relegated. Yeah. And this goes for soccer and shit as well. To have the next year where like you undefeated previous, <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking slaughter everybody in your part. That'd be that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be a good year. And yeah, you go. Oh, it's not the top league. Motherfucker, yeah. look at the table. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fantastic if we had that? Yeah. And Cronulla had still not won anything. <laughs> That's the thing with Cronulla. They'd be like, not good enough to win the real competition, but not bad enough to be relegated. To, to, to be. And they're like, <laughs> did you see teams taking like, like, fuck, Cronulla are like third last with like four rounds to go. And they're like, fuck, you know, next year, we could own that league. <laughs> Let's just start tanking. <laughs> Let's get a trophy in this dusty motherfucker. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks boys, and um, enjoy. Nice one, gents. Much obliged, and thank you for all your support and kind words. Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here, as always, bringing you all the news from the English Super League this week in Luke Dawn. We start on Thursday where it was witness nil Hull FC 38. The FC Islanders made amends for their heavy loss at witness earlier this year to solidify their place at the top of the Super 8s. Tools Talanoa grabbed a hat-trick in a man-of-the-match display, but the platform was set up by local Hull products in the front row. The Vikings look like they're already on a beach somewhere taking in the off-season. A hat-trick from Melbourne product Denis Solomona and a healthy dose of ref's fault saw Classy Cass lend some legitimacy to the lower-end Super 8 teams in a 36 points to 22 win over perennial grand final contenders the Wigan Warriors. England international Donman Frady saw his season cruelly ended with an ACL injury as the Warriors lost ground on Hull FC in the race for the league leaders' shield. St Helens were beating Catalan at the same time as that game was going on, 39 points to 16. Possession was a problem for Catalan this week, and not just in a Dave Taylor sense, as a big error count was against the Frozzies in this one, as well as struggling to keep players on the pitch. Todd Carney was one of a number of in-game injuries. 
Adam the Cartoon Dog Swift finished off four tries as he played a big part in a St. Helens win, which came despite Skeletor Walsh taking the trip to the Simbin. The top four is looking a long shot now for the Dragons. Warrington Wolves capitalised on Wigan's misstep at Cast the day before to move into second place with a 38 points to 10 victory at the Wake Fuller Trimble and Sharp Cats. An impressive 98% team tackle success saw Wire limit their opposition offensively, whilst flying winger and um, sometime fullback Matty Russell bagged two tries, six t- tackle busts, and 224 metres, um, much to the delight of his coach Tony Smith and no doubt several thousand of his dream team coaches. Down in the qualifiers in the race for promotion, Lee Centurions put down a big marker, overcoming Salford 32 points to 26. Rennie Maitua amongst the try scorers. There were two crucial tries for James Seguiaro to organise some spit roasting celebrations about, as Leeds beat Hull KR 22 18. Huddersfield gave hope to the one man and a dog in the stands with a 62-16 thrashing of Featherstone. And finally, the cat in the hat got the cream as Jamie Sowers scored the first try in a 76-16 win for London over Batley. Okay, um, Facebook, this is this is my bad. Um, a couple uh, <sighs> a couple of weeks ago, and fuck, I just, I just need to double check it was who it was. But, uh, Matt sent us a, um, a, very, a very long message um, via Facebook and uh, I, and I was like that's that's terrific I'm going to fucking use it on the show and this is probably like two weeks ago and uh, I promptly uh, just fucking forgot to, to put it in the show that week and uh, I was in there in there today and uh, and I saw it so apologies to Matt who of course was our um, first uh, ESL correspondent way back in the day um, so I just wanted to just uh, read this out, that what he sent through. He said, uh, all right, guys, loving your new season. Stepdad's doing a great job. It's a good start. Just wanted to bring a bit of positive attention to the fantastic work some of the show's former NRL favourites, in quotes, have been doing here in Blighty. It's the end of the school year over here, and that means the kids in the top class leave to go on to high school. At my school, one of the pupils has motor neuron disease and is a massive rugby league fan and follows Warrington Wolves. At the end of... Uh, Year prom at the end of year prom this year, a family friend of his arranged for one of the Wolves England internationals, Ben Westwood, to collect the kid in question in a sports car and bring him to the venue. What they didn't know is that Westwood had arranged for the kid to meet a couple of his favourite players on the way. He was taken to visit Chris Sandow and Ashton Sims at their homes without press or cameras present. He was absolutely cock a hoop when he got to the party, meeting two of his favourites. Obviously, both of the players have been the butt of a fair few jokes, but I thought that put into perspective, particularly against that awful Billy Slater homelessness story a month or two back, and shows. Rugby League remains a community sport, unlike many of the other superstars held in such esteem in soccer and the like. Keep up the good work. That's fantastic. It's a good story. Yeah, that, that is. And again, like you said, there's been um, plenty of uh, Sandow and, and Sims yep. jokes and all, all we can... And like the kid was del- probably delighted to fucking to win the jackpot on Queen of the Nile too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as, as long as Sandow wasn't six beers in and kept trying to feed 20s into the back of his wheelchair... <laughs> No, no, but that is that is awesome. Yeah, it is. It, it's and, fantastic, uh, and especially to do it away from prying eyes. Um, yeah, like we were talking about last week with uh, with the techno Viking stuff he's been doing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. And wouldn't it be great if um, if that was the norm? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and like, there are a lot of players do a lot of good shit, like um, as part of like the club's organised community yep. outreach that's sort it. of stuff. And that's and that's all awesome. And like yeah. you know, the Ken Stevens stuff's awesome. But uh, yeah, I love hearing the stories of the stuff that's kind of unprompted. Yeah, as well. Mate, look, it, that's it. If, if you do, if you do nothing else in a, you know, day, week, month, year, whatever. Yep. If, if you do something that makes 
a kid smile, especially an underprivileged kid or a kid in challenging circumstances, like one with a, a horrible, horrible disease. Yep. Um, you know that that's only a, a tick in the the good karma box. Exactly. Uh, okay, housekeeping stuff. Um, the memberships they've all gone out, and uh, for those who missed out, I can say that the final stock is online. So if you go to respectthetutor.co or .com.au. Uh, both work um, and go to the the Tool Nation membership. the The inventory is set up there now with exactly what we've got left. So there's like two or three for sizes from I think small to maybe two XL, um, and I think there's a couple of extra XLs. Um, and yeah, once they're gone, that's it. So um, get in there if you want to grab one. Uh, what are we talking about now? Oh yes, the um, I was trying to figure out the name of that pub last week where we started off. Yes. The, yeah, the Keg and Brew is what it's called. And uh, that's the one down the road from El Loco, and we will be there when that place opens. I think ten, Fantastic. and uh, and uh, it was great times there last time. And then, which means like the first El Loco one was rock up at twelve and you know, happy days. This one it was rock up the other one at ten, and then the probably twenty or thirty people who rocked up there <laughs> are on. fucking blind by the time they get to El Loco. So it just makes El Loco. And then we had uh, some other people like Bakes and Dashing Dan. They, I was sitting at the airport in Brisbane waiting for Glenn to turn up and uh, just having a coffee out the front and I'm seeing them tweeting <laughs> pictures at 6am that day drinking beers <laughs> having a barbecue for breakfast and so they were they were gone by the time they got there at 10 that's fantastic and so yeah and then so no, no surprise that Dashing Dan was the most uh, you know the most poorly behaved person there <laughs> in our logo um, and I think he may have even got removed <laughs> now, now that I think about it um, so yeah um the uh, the keg and brew, and then I've since been told by many people uh, after that that it is also a poker stop. <laughs> so I'll throw a lure in there for you, and you can get some uh, catch some pokies there while we're go. there as well. Nice. <laughs> Everything's coming up, us. Um, another question: uh, There's a conversation going on with you um, through the week, and uh, the top ten headgear wearers. Yes, that's one to throw out. I don't think it, does it. I don't know if it warrants a top ten because like the top five is like the elite of the elite. Yeah, top yeah. ten you could you, you could fill the top ten of headgear easily, like easily, yeah. but I think the when, when it becomes a challenge, you know, you put it in, you know, when you confine it to five, mm. and like Beeve, Thurston, Steve Renoff, probably the Renoff top three in there. mind for sure. Yeah. And and look, bear in mind, yeah. there is no no qualification or quantification around what great means here. Yeah, it, it could just be somebody who's remembered for the headgear. Yeah, or a great player who wore the headgear. Or somebody who really shouldn't have worn headgear. See, Sao is another one. That, you know, and yeah, I exactly. wouldn't say he's great in any of the capacities. However, oh, very prominent Premiership winning, very very prominent headgear wearing player though. Yes. Um. So, and like Thurston, of course, you know, great player. Yep. Successful player. That's it. Gives the headgear to the kid yep. at halftime, which is great. Yep. As well, Beave obviously very successful. Um, loyal player as well. Did he always wear headgear? Beef. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't remember him ever not wearing it. Okay. Well, to the fact that, like, he, like he, he in, in my mind, he was so identified with the headgear, or so tied to the image of him with the headgear on, uh, that when I met him after a game once, it looked fucking weird to me. <laughs> he didn't have the headgear on. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh now, where are we? Um, so, yeah, give us your top 10 headgear wearers, though. Make it, no, fuck it, make it five. Make it five. Yeah. Make it a good list. Also, it's Twitter as well. You might struggle Do to you fit 10. Do you get back to compulsory headgear in the NRL with all of these, you know, no. concussion things? No, and- absolutely not. No chance whatsoever. Because mm. headgear doesn't do a fucking thing about concussion. 
all headgear does. It's the same as boxing. They removed the they removed the headgear from the male boxing in the Olympics because finally they realised scientifically that all headgear does is stop incidental cuts and abrasions. Yeah. And, and, and maybe some superficial bruising. What it doesn't do is the impact still hits you and your brain still bounces around inside your skull and the headgear does nothing to mitigate that at all. All it does is enable you to take more superficial damage like without getting like a cheekbone fractured or without getting um, your nose broken or without getting like, you know, cut uh, and, yeah. you know, having to be stopped for a cut. Well, that will surely... If, uh yeah. This is what this is why it comes down like there's like an MMA versus boxing. This is why MMA is a safer sport, even though it looks like more brutal when you get like you know the lighter gloves, like thinner gloves, and the and like the, the you know the bigger yeah. knockouts. The yeah. thing is though, in MMA when you get touched, you get knocked out. You get hit with a good punch, you get knocked out. With boxing, you take can take you can take 12, 12 yeah. by three minute rounds of thunderous fucking shots, and not yeah. get knocked and okay. not get knocked out or cut because of the headgear. However. So what you're doing, you're getting this greater accumulation of your brain rattling around over the course of a fight and over the course of a career, which is why that you're getting, you know, there's you know, your Muhammad Ali's and, you know, your Riddick Bowes and these guys that are just like slurry, you know, yeah. like like terrible fucking, you know, degenerative brain shit after their career, you know, that emerged out of their career. So like, I don't, I think headgear, in rugby league, it's good because there is a lot of incidental contact and stuff where you can get, you can get split open by, you know, elbows and, and knees and, you know, shit like that. So if that's something that you want to preserve yourself, you know, and, you know, and also if you're in a, if you're a forward, like if you're a hooker as well, it's probably not a bad idea, you know, because you know, jamming your head into scrums and stuff as well, if you want to avoid like cauliflower ears and all that stuff, that's probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, the funny thing is though, they they come to the scientific conclusion finally about boxing and you know the the headgear. You'd rather you'd rather a guy stop a fight with one one punch and knock a guy out rather than the guy stay up and take another you know three minutes of that shit. But the, then they still leave it on the women though, because they're fucking idiots. But um, you know, who am I? Just some guy that talks shit. Um, Jim Man Bear Pig threw us a song about Tedesco that I believe he did with his daughter. Look forward to that at the end of the show. Uh, and uh, cheers to Alan who uh, sent us a photograph in his undefeated shirt um, with the Mediterranean and uh, and Barcelona <laughs> as the backdrop. Oh, sexy, spicy. Yeah, sexy and spicy. And uh, he said it's a top quality shirt. Glad I got two XX because it's very clingy. And the the six pack crossed out six gallon barrel wouldn't fit inside. So he's obviously been in Ibiza enjoying the paella. <laughs> <laughs> So sexy and spicy in Spain. Spectacular. <laughs> so uh, thank you, sir, though. It's always great to see you. And, and, and thank you to everyone else who's been sending us uh, pictures of the shirts and, and all, all the feedback about that stuff. Um, really glad everyone's like, oh, you know, the shirt. They're loving the quality of the shirt, which is... I'm, I'm really happy with those as well. They, they fucking cost... Uh, like they're, they're one of the more expensive shirts you can get. However, the result's really good, so I'm happy to do it. And I, I think that's about it. But um, I guess it's time to start thinking ahead. The season's winding down. And it's time to start thinking about the old, you know, the old loco things going on, yep. the keg and brew things going on. Uh, last year, we chucked on a bit of food as well, so um, to get things started, and we'll do that again this year. And uh, I guess now that we're starting to think about, you know, winding into that time of the year, if anyone's got any suggestions or anything like that, I think, with, I think the great Tim McIntyre, I think we're going to get him to do some stand-up for us. Uh, he's uh, obviously a legend, legendary listener of the show and, uh, and, and been to all the meetups. So... Uh, and we'd you know we'd love to support his stand up career more, but for the fact he's in Sydney and we're in Brisbane, but uh, yeah, we'll get him yeah, to do something for us. 
they've got like El, El Loco. They kind of got like down the down the back there. They've kind of they they must have put on entertainment or something. Maybe at night time. Like yeah. they've got like it's it's really fucking small. But I mean it's 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 fine for one person. So I mean we, I don't think there'll be a problem in getting up there and. But I will organise it. I mean, now, you know, we, we go back with those guys a couple of years now, so they've got a pretty good relationship with the management and stuff, even despite the antics of Dashing Dan last year. Um, so, <laughs> he tries, he might. He could, he could not tarnish. You're saying that. Because no contact with them. No, no, no. I didn't. We, we, we always exchange emails afterwards. Like, cause they want to know, they want to know if we had a good time. And, like, you know, so... I just sort of like... I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything, like, overt. But I just... I just sort of put it out there, you know, how much we enjoy going there, <laughs> and they and and in, and and in return, they they didn't take any bait or anything like that, and they they had no mentions of any complaints or anything about the the manager possibly being, you know, ethnically slurred by, about her, you know, potentially Eastern European heritage <laughs> from uh, from that person. Um, <laughs> And I hope he's back there this year too, actually. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, and, and yeah, memberships, get in now because uh, it's getting to the time where you are going to miss out. They're going to be gone for good. Okay, news this week, and I, I don't have a lot of organised stuff, but um, I probably should mention we're recording the show in the daytime for the, like, the first time, first time in this era of the show, certainly. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a daytime one, the one I did with Choppy down at the Centre of Excellence that the Titans used to own. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a daytime one. Uh, other than that, probably one of the very few. Uh, it's a different vibe. It's good. I like it. Um, obviously, you know, not not easy to organise <laughs> as a regular thing, but, but it's good. It's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, not being tired and shit. Um, with the news, uh, a couple of things. Um, I don't have it all uh, written out here, but uh, first discussion point I have down here is Ryan James tackle on Teddy. What do you make of that? It's like he's he's always been offered a very easy way out with like the with the week, but he's electing electing to fight it and, I, and I'm not sure whether they'll go to the point where they'll where that will backfire and they'll go oh, fuck you you're going to get this but I will probably at this stage of the season with a side that's in you know that's in contention for the finals um, fighting in a dogfight yeah. for one of the last couple of positions there I would think that perhaps yes all the games are important but missing one is certainly better than missing yeah. several Yeah, that's true too. Every loss for you is a win for someone. Yeah. You need to be losing yep. as well. Yep. So it's a double win. Yep. Um, look, I, I think one week is... You'd be lucky in that and should have taken the one week. He could have gotten He could have gotten worse. He could have He could have, He could have gotten more. However, I'm not I'm not against the one week though. I mean, because... I mean, it was, it was literally the definition of falling into... Like, he... He didn't just duck or anything. He's like significantly, you know, fell into something that wouldn't have been anywhere near his head ordinarily. I think, you've got to look at it. I think that they'll be able to show that there was very little malice or intent in there because he's gone in to make a tackle. 
and at the point of contact, he'd shifted his head. He'd yep. shifted his head to his left shoulder. Yep. And, you know, probably had his eyes closed for all we know. But um, even on that, that'd still get him for careless. Yeah. So, uh, fighting it, I think maybe pushing the luck. Yeah, uh, I think so. Fucking horrible outcome. But you, you never like to see those serious... You know, if you're a super coach player or Tigers fan... <laughs> Fucking remind me to trade him out this week, actually. <laughs> uh, look, you, you don't like to see players with that sort of, you know, very serious yeah. injury. That can do all sorts of things, too. It can affect your breathing. It can affect your eating. It can give oh, it's fixing your, 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 your nutrition. Um, like, now he has to drink shakes all the time. So maybe, like, there's a sponsorship opportunity third party with uh, McDougal. <laughs> with his man shake. How did I retain my How did I retain my lean muscle mass whilst while suffering a broken jaw by having my, my face wide shut? Oh, he's really hurt. Good thing I can still eat first jaw. Thanks for that shake. Um, yeah, on, on the on the opposite side of the coin, though, I don't think the broken jaw should necessarily increase the penalty. The injury dictate what the yeah yeah. I agree. Um, so, so with that spirit of you know you don't like to see him hurt, it's not Ryan James's fault yeah. that his his jaw was broken because of the way he was hit. Yeah. In, in a careless tackle. Yeah. Um, well, you, what you're saying, like in a roundabout way, is you you're like saying is like yeah, I was going to say. I mean, what you were you were alluding to is the fact that maybe maybe Tedesco should have um, had more calcium <laughs> growing up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Ryan James should eat some more steaks to put some meat on between the skin on his arm and the bones underneath. Yeah. Sledgehammers he's carrying around. Uh, at, at Highway on Twitter, underscore H E I G H W A Y. Tedesco's dad said no one goes to games to watch Ryan James. Excuse me, show some respect for the 2016 Dalian winner asterisk, please. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Gallon getting in there, fucking Hastings dad getting Hastings bitching. Dad. Yep. It's just an easy. It's just an easy dog. Like it's it's if there's a, if the player has a dad on social media or that you have the contact details for, hit the dad. Otherwise, if you need a if you need like a a, a fuckhead dollar quote, get Gordon Tallis. <laughs> Otherwise, if they got a dad, get dad. Otherwise, Gordon Tallis. <laughs> It's one or the other. It's just like the step one. <laughs> you know, yeah, great. But what what point? Is, and he replied. And he, he he said something. that was absolutely perfect. He said it, it incises stupid fans because now there's yep. all these Gold Coast fans. No, no, there's not. There's people who. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's all these internet wireless internet enabled seats. <laughs> um, you know, oh, oh, so this goes dead. Oh, oh, it, it's really unnecessary. That's just that's this. Well, it's, it's journalism as, as an art has has declined to, to such a point that a lot of the news limited stuff, especially, is like their their head. They're, even if the articles aren't, the headlines are just straight up troll bait. Yep. They just they they literally try, especially like you get like yeah you know, around Origin time, you know the Courier Mail, you get that like it's just ridiculous. And like you know the Daily Telegraph, believe me, I'm <laughs> they don't get off the hook either. Uh, now the next thing I had to talk about was the the rumors of Kieran Foran possibly lobbing at the Warriors on a one-year deal. 
I think, look, for the for, firstly though, um, this goes to players leaving to rugby, this goes to everything. Yep. I don't think there's any situation at all, with zero exceptions, where the game needs a player to be playing in the game. That's doesn't matter who it is, I don't care. There's no player bigger than the game. 100%. Exactly. So for like having you know this this need to find a home for him or whatever, don't care. That that, that shit can can get you know fuck right off. However, if he's you know wants to to, to do his rehab and everything, then then he wants to you know with a mind to it's a long time till the next season starts. You know, yeah. so if he if he wants to do that and then you know rack off for a preseason with a club and play a game like one year deal is a good a good idea for any club because it sort of gives you a little bit of insurance and and future planning you know involved with you know the problems he has and then you know looking at teams I think Warriors is probably a great idea Storm too if they could afford him a team that's basically out of the Sydney microcosm but out of Brisbane Brisbane's fucked up too though I mean it's like a feeding frenzy with just the you know with the Broncos especially yeah so New Zealand though you're basically living your daily day-to-day life completely removed from the the, the news limited glare because yeah. over here just as an example what the fuck do you know about any of the Warriors players yeah that is true Conrad has to put it he has to put a blowjob on Snapchat yeah, you got to pick it up on Snapchat, though. I mean, like it's the the media won't report till well after the fact. So otherwise, you don't really know that. Even when those players got stood down for like you know hitting the yeah. steel knocks and Red Bulls or whatever they're on, yeah. like even then you still don't like. I can you name all those players? I can't remember who they all were. The the the, the media glare is so much less from looking from here over to there. Maybe over there you get like you know life. You know you get you know semi, you know salacious stories about about New Zealand players I don't know but what I always think is funny is people saying that oh once they go they should never be allowed back they should never be allowed back yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're the same people that often talk about redemption stories for, yeah for sex offenders and mm-hmm. you know um, there's no there's absolutely no reason why why foreign couldn't come back I'd, yeah given the situation for for everything that's known as fact he's done the right thing um, he said to the Eels not coming back so they can take him off the books, which then, that does the right thing by them on the salary cap. Yep. Um, if, in the future, he he is able to play rugby league again, then he needs to do the best thing for his health. And if yep. that's not being in Sydney, then if the Warriors can fit him under their cap and he's happy to play and they're happy to have him, why not? Exactly. Um, common sense prevail. Yeah, but, uh, like, as, you know, I, I always, always hate to see him playing against my team because obviously he did some great things um, with my guys and so and I, I, just, I just hate seeing players leave anyway you know if they're, if they're good players but if they're players that have like you know been there a while I hate seeing them leave because just you know you just hate seeing them in another jersey but um, but and, I, and also with the 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 on paper strength of the Warriors I think adding him to the mix again is like you know you're going oh, fucking like how much do you want to give the how much of a leg up do you want to give these motherfuckers to to get the monkey off their back <laughs> like I mean really uh, but I think for him personally though you know good thing yep. Corey Payne relating directly to your club this is um, Penrith searching for their third chief executive in a year <laughs> after Corey Payne left the NRL club role after just four months in charge the Panthers released a statement saying he'd resigned and was pursuing an overseas business opportunity. 
a veteran of 131 games during a 12-year playing career with St. George Illawarra Canterbury and the Tigers. He became the youngest club CEO in NRL history at 32 and was expected to be groomed as a successor to general manager Phil Gould when signed. However, it was reported earlier this week that he was being pushed out, of the cl- pushed out by the club's board after butting heads with several people in the football department, claims denied by the club. And they've come out with a story that he's um, pursuing significant overseas uh, opportunities, business opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, this is footy though. Yeah, yet again, bizarre <laughs> business world. Yeah. Um, I I think that if he was being pushed out by the club, fair enough, they've got their reasons, be they right or wrong. Yep. Um, the board or Gus, whoever was actually responsible for this, I think he's done a very good job in not letting it turn into a media circus. Yep. In putting it out there. He's leaving, and they've given a plausible story. Yep. He's investigating overseas business opportunities. Um, you know, there aren't too many early 30s CEOs around un- unless they were involved in an organisation from a very young age and, and have come up or, or had a family involvement. Yeah. So it may have just been... Well, you heard the story that there was alleged that that happened... With the twenties players, apparently there was a bunch of twenties players that um, missed a training session or were late or something like that, and so he's he's taken them all down and just put them through like a punishing training session himself. And so like the training staff were kind of like this fucking dude with no like actual actual like sports medicine qualifications or skills is like drilling these players like to put and and. They were, they were apparently they were like they were fucking gobsmacked, <laughs> and that's where it all began. Yeah. And and I've I've seen that I've been in that situation myself when I was younger, where where you have a chip on your shoulder about your age. Yep. And the the natural way for a lot of people to deal with that is to stamp your authority on yep. things. Unfortunately, that's the worst way to do things. Mm-hmm. So look, if that's true, I've I've no idea. Um, if that's the reason that he left. I have no idea, but again, keep club business within the club. Well done, Panthers. And I'm waiting for your phone call to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> Signed Matt Moreland to a ten-year deal. Hasn't that been done already, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how long has it been signed for? Off till twenty twenty, or when he, when he starts to get boring, we'll just dip the back of his legs in chocolate. Let's <laughs> go, <laughs> <laughs> fingers. <laughs> um. I say the first thing you do, you send him to like you to like some sort of you know uh, Thailand off season off season surgery like where they where they basically just start uh, abrase the fuck out of his vocal cords so he starts sounding more like Lockie. Just get fucking Trent Ward out to punch him in the throat. So, I mean, <laughs> um, and finally, uh, Matty Orford. Uh, the the god like the, the the captain of the greatest premiership side of all time is recovering in hospital after surgery to remove a blood clot from his brain he uh he underwent hip surgery last week at the north sydney's martyr hospital and remained in hospital following complications from the operation uh on sunday he collapsed due to a seizure he was rushed to royal north shore hospital where he underwent brain surgery and he's currently recovering from that operation uh quote from his father was uh, matt's in good hands with the medical staff at royal north shore uh naturally his mother and family are, are devastated with what has happened we'd like to thank the manly ring of seagulls club and rugby league community who've offered their love and support during a difficult time yep. that's, that's terrible 
Because this dude's fucking younger than I am. Yeah. And he's a guide, Oxy. I mean, like, he didn't, he didn't finish career, his career off, uh, you know, in glory in Australia, but well, fuck, was, was he the first, was, was he the first Dally M winner to win the premiership? Remember how they had that thing with, like, if you win, the players won the Dally M, and they didn't actually win, they never won the comp, you know, yeah. like, so, um, I don't know if he was the first, but he's one of the, one of the only anyway, if that was, you know, in that case, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, Manly family, and, uh, wishing the best, not gonna say thoughts and prayers, because, you know, certainly not prayers, because no shit, but, um, yeah, I hope he gets better, and he seems, I mean, from what I've seen afterwards, he seems to be on the mend, but, uh, fuck, man, just like, you start to question your life. You're like, fuck, that dude's younger than I am. <laughs> Go out of the game and boom. You know, shit can happen. Right now, Nate's giving me a look that's sort of like, you know, I'm this old and I'm sitting in a fucking room with this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, questioning his life choices. I suppose a blowjob's out of the question. Because <laughs> you never know when I could go. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV, viewing, schedules, match day information, and much more. Um, what do you got for me in terms of stats for this week? Well, it's, um, you know, uh, a lot of upsets in the last round of... That was good, uh, yeah. Especially on, what day was it? Was it Saturday? I was going to talk about the stats in the TAB share price and explain why. Funding the gambling industry. Smart gambler's investment strategy. <laughs> um, but a, a, it, it's a really good indication and, and Sportsmate is, I would say, better, than, better at this than almost any other source. Yep. Just in terms of accessibility. Yep. Uh, jump into any round going down any match and your basic stats are available on the front page or if you want to go in depth go into the player stats uh, but one of the big ones last week was St George versus Cronulla yep and when there's something on the line like a bag of dicks um, some people rise to the occasion <laughs> other people bow down um, but if you, you branch out the old chestnut um, you know defence wins matches look through the stats on that game. Possession, you know, they're, they're about even. Um, completion rate was very good for both teams, above 80. Uh, so so all of those usual things that normally factor into a, a win or a loss seem to be pretty even. Um, get down to the defensive effort. Dragons miss, missed 16 tackles that match. Hey. Sharks missed 41 tackles. So, whilst yeah. stats are never ever going to give you a complete picture mm-hmm. of a rugby league game, because there's so many nuances to our sport, you know, yep. where did you make the errors, at what, what stage of the tackle count, how many of them were in a row, or were they spread out over a game, etc., etc., um, that's a glaringly obvious one. So, just another really great way that sports mate at the tip of your fingers can, uh, can give you a little bit of insight into what your team is or isn't doing. Yep. Okay. It's funny. I was just uh, why you why you why you why you were talking stats. This is not statistically 
<laughs> relevant to anything. Or well, it might be statistics. I mean, these, these statistics, is, I like to see. James Roberts, how many clubs he's been playing at yeah. versus incidents that he... that Because another one's just come out oh. while we're sitting here on the, in the afternoon recording the show Fantastic. is that um, our, our timeline's just been lit up with James Roberts stuff from people. And apparently he was involved in a drunken incident and... Uh, the details. The Broncos have released a statement saying that they they've uh, they're aware of a rumor, but they they reported the rumor to the Integrity Commission, but they they haven't received a complaint. But um, it seems like it says that bouncers and ambulance was, ambulance were involved, and uh, I think he he might have been drunk and uh, and choked out by a bouncer. So that guy would never he'll never learn. And I'll tell you what. It's amazing he got through the Broncos, the, through the Titans era, scot free when there's cocaine and everything going around. And <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Maybe he's just a drinker. Yeah. And maybe he was involved in several altercations <laughs> on the Gold Coast. I don't rate a mention. <laughs> they got other players doing kilos of yayo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he just wasn't the best news story. Yeah, true. Um, that's a shame. The worst thing for him is, is like Wayne Bennett is notoriously Harsh. like fuck up and you're you're gone. Yeah. So he's um, if there's any truth to the story, he's pretty much on the market because it sounds like it's the same thing that he's you know people like Gay Guy and that yep. got the asshole for. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame when it happens more than once. Yeah. You know that that's where there's some deeper issues where mm-hmm. where grog is a problem. Yep. And unfortunately, people need to stop looking at having a drink as a right, and learn that the you know best, especially now that he's got a kid. Yeah. You know he's he's not not jeopardising his welfare. He's he's jeopardising the livelihood of providing for his family. So mm-hmm. It's a shame, Mr. Roberts. It is. It is. Get your ass to Oxford Street. So. So what's that? That's so statistically, that's about what seventy five percent of his clubs that he's been to that. If the Broncos were to release him, yeah, so important that you, you would think twice before picking him up again. Exactly, yeah. and that's why the sportsmate can't can't uh, can't claim. <laughs> I don't think there's a button you can click there. <laughs> to look at James Roberts being a fucking drunken idiot. <laughs> um, someone sent a tweet through. Uh, uh, I mean, the news section on the on on the on the app. It just it's just it's just bringing you know news articles. They're not the sportsmate are writing. <laughs> They're not the they're not journalists. They're they're aggregating rugby league news. But I'll tell you what, we certainly hear about it every time an article that someone screen captured on the app says something about X Factor. <laughs> I do think it's in an algorithm. If they've got like five stories on one subject, I hope it is. <laughs> oh gee, I wish it would be. Like that that would be amazing if they will if they would just like without ruining the user experience of their app. But if they were just like subtly tailing shit. <laughs> Just for the purpose of trolling you, that would be amazing. <laughs> amazing. But uh, you can get the Sportsmate uh, on um, iPhones and Android devices. Oh, wow. The Broncos apologists have already started. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's, let, me, let me finish talking about how great Sportsmate is, and then we'll talk about what a shit cunt James Roberts is, <laughs> and uh, and how the Broncos would be well within their rights to terminate him and extend Jack Reed on a very long contract. The Sportsmate, get League Live in the App Store, Google Play, uh, search for Sportsmate, and uh, not only will you see League Live, but you'll see all their other apps as well, and uh, you know, 
twilight of the rugby league season. We can't. We're winding down. Uh, they got a fuck load of sports apps for other stuff, especially you know the uh, opposite season things as well. No, that's how I found out about it because I saw I saw a bunch of tweets come into the twill and I'm like, what are these doing? <laughs> and then he's uh, Shut the last week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, get a uh, league live today because I want a hundred percent adoption. I can't quantify the statistics at all because the, our, our because our, our listenership. There's no way we can tie them to <laughs> to downloads on the app store of the of the app, but. I'd love 100% adoption. That'd be fantastic. Uh, now, on the footy uh, Thursday night, the Canterbury makes down Bulldogs 20 to feed the mighty Manly Ring of Sea Eagles 16 at ANZ. In front of a pretty shit crowd there, doggies, uh, 10,290. And the doggies' points came from tries to Brett Morris, a double. Sam Perrett, Josh Reynolds, uh, two of three conversions to Mumbai. And uh, Manly 16 came from tries to... DCE, Matthew Wright, and George Tafua. And uh, Jamie Lyon, two of three conversions. Fuck, I've got to say, fucking considering the season, fuck, they played well. Like, they dominated this game so, so hard. Um, the for, In the forwards, too, like, you gonna, if you're going to, you know, dominate doggies anywhere, probably not going to be in the forwards. Probably going to be more there. They don't have a home brand back line. I mean, obviously, the Morrises are amazing, but, you know, there's also, like, Hopper, who's certainly been better this year than he was at Parramatta, but he's not like 2011 Hopper. And then you've got, like, you know, Parrot, you know, Parrot's going to Parrot. So, you know, the, the, they've, considering the position on the ladder, fucking amazingly well. And just by the grace of a field goal missing by a coat of paint, and more, and the luckiest fucking try off a fucking propelled forward headbutt yeah. as well. And it's funny, I was saying to, I was saying to someone um, I was chatting to at the time of the game, um, and like I didn't have a problem with that being ruled a try, even though the rules are kind of vague. Like, because they sort of say you can't propel the ball forward off your head for an advantage, and you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, for an for for an advantage or something like that. Like, and I think. Yeah, but, that, but, the, but then there's but then there's the other you know then there's the other stuff as well. I mean, you know, like if you can if you can make an argument at all that you know. I think what they're yeah. referring to there is because you've got to remember when these rules were written. Yeah. Not updated since then. Yeah. To head the ball. Yeah, as in like a. Yeah. Move your head forward. Yeah. Like do it, do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. And um, rather than just like just glancing off someone's head or whatever. So like I didn't have a problem with it, but I remember saying to someone at the time, I was just like, man, like that's just so fucking lucky, and like I don't have a problem with it. But can you imagine, like the the lead up to that play was, Josh Reynolds stripped the ball and it should have been a dropout down that end, yeah. and it turned out to be a penalty for them to get down and do it. Can you imagine if it's two? Can you imagine if it's a if it's two minutes before the end of a grand final and that sequence of play happened? You would be f- that would be like the fan of the team that it happened to. You would never be able to get over that. Like it, it, as it happened in the first half, like who fucking cares? There's plenty of footage to be played afterwards. But like, man, that if it had been like the closing sequence of the game, fuck, dreadful. Um, Marty Power, special credit to Marty Power. Finally, that's. Uh, I mean, and he still played that up the middle too. Imagine what will happen if they actually play him on the edge. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a rocket scientist. I thought I figured that's where he'd probably be at his best. Uh, he's doing that up the middle. Fuck, he would destroy people, and that's and that's the sort of game he's done. Is this not the first game this season he's played this well? There's been two or three, maybe other ones that he's played played that well. But fuck, if he can get that to be, you know, every other game at a minimum, it still doesn't solve Well, you know, yeah, and he's genius, Jamie Lyon. I mean, he's gonna be very tough. Well, I mean, you know, apparently they're gonna buy 
Blake Green. Apparently, he's coming from the Storm. But they also bought Cullen from uh, is his name Cameron Cullen from um, he's at the Titans now. And this is and he's a player that I've been hearing about for a long time because a mate of mine worked with him in Mackay, yep. where he was playing for the Mackay side, which was the feeder side to the Cowboys. Yep. And obviously, as a half, Morgan and Thurston and like there's a pecking order there. You're never going to overcome. And so when they had the injury to LG at the start of the season, the Titans basically grabbed him because, like, oh, they shit themselves, like, what are we going to fucking do? And so they grabbed him. And in the games he's played for the Titans, he's been amazing. And I think that he's the perfect type of, of halves player to, to like, accompany DCE. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to get in first grade or not, um, if he's going to be that choice or if they end up getting Blake Green and he's the one. Blake Green, he's... he's so you're saying that you think next year... I think they'll be okay. No more of this Walker Appy... No, there won't be. Yeah, there definitely, there definitely won't be. Um, and like, fu- like, look at Appy. I fucking, I, I, I was hard on him at the start of the season. He's been all right. He's been all right lately. You know what? I like him. However, yeah, yeah, because he and this game for ninety nine point nine seven percent of this game, he was fucking great. Except when he totally Robbie Farrod it. When the time for a field goal came, because Cherry Evans, he's pretty accurate on the field goal. Like last week, he kicked one of he kicked one of those Braith and Asta fucking like you know from out out near the touchline across the. Say, if you had maybe top three or four. Oh yeah, I don't know if I'd rate him that high, but I mean he's 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 certainly not like a he's not like a um he's not like a Tony he's not like a Tony Milford or. You'd say Cronk. Yeah, well, Cronk obviously. Uh, Cameron Smith's very reliable as well, although, you know, he defers to Kronk most of the time. Yeah, this is another sports mate thing. Yep. You know how many field goals Cameron Smith's kicked in his career? Not many. Two. Yep. Yeah. So I don't see how he's in your top five. He's not in my top five. No, I'm just saying he's reliable. I'm talking about reliable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, I, I bet you he's taken... I, I can only recall him ever missing one, though. Like so, so he means so. I, I think he's. He, I think he's. His return on investment, as far as like, time for to boot the ball, a good. Yeah, you're gonna throw. You go. Okay, Moylan's going to be in there, is he? Moylan's third leg. Kicks <laughs> field goals. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So see he's not clutch. Very clutch, but why would you double? Like Robbie Farrow, he just does slow service from dummy half, right? That was the whole thing. It's slow service. It's like a pause. Even Robbie Farrow, the greatest fucking field goal castrator <laughs> that, <laughs> that that rugby league ever put breath into, the, 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 the great fucking Dally Messenger ever breathed life into, <sighs> even he doesn't fucking dummy, double pump. <laughs> Every cunt's offside. Everyone's offside anyway. Then they then they jump a second early. <laughs> And then you're gonna double pump the ball to the only guy in the team that's gonna kick the field goal. Like, there's no substitute here. Like, if you're gonna double pump it, step left and kick it yourself, you fucker. Like, exactly. and then for and then for Cherry to miss with a coat of paint, I'm pretty sure he could have. You know, if he had double the time to plan for that kick, pretty sure he would have iced it. Um, yep. Tough one. <laughs> so it was, it was a tough loss. Um, great, you know. Great performance from the side. The doggies weren't great, but I mean, you know, still these games like these are good for them. I think they know they can get a win even when they're not at their best, and at least they're not they're not out of it and they're not gone. And and games like experiences like this 
are, are ones that kind of build belief. You know, when you're coming into the pointy end of the season and times get times gets tough. You know, you can draw on that and say like, you know, well, we were fucking in the shit there too, and we managed to pull it out. Um, yeah, <laughs> do that again. The teams never expect that shit. <laughs> and meanwhile, Des is like, he he fucking meticulously drew that up. Tony Williams passed himself, yeah. And the the, the Falcon, the Falcon, yeah. Greenberg. That's not, it's not the Greenberg effect. I think I think Des Hasler is just innovating. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like calves blood twenty sixteen. <laughs> So, um, so you know, best of luck to them. And I, I, I dispute the way that the Channel Nine. Well, at the time, this is Thursday night. You know, before any games have been played in the round, and Channel Nine, like, oh, fucking, you know, Manly got a win to finals. Manly weren't making the finals. They were gone. That was last week. They fucked. They they fucking fucked that already. But um, <laughs> like, but the, but then with all the losses and shit, to, you know, like the Tigers. As it turns out, they, if they had had that win, they they would have been. I think maybe. Maybe top. Well, I haven't looked at the table. They would have been certainly in better shape than than they than they would have been. But um, look, yeah, Manly can still mathematically make the final if the teams involved in the games all lose the games they're supposed to, and Manly and Manly can get in with superior for and against on twenty six points. Plus, but four of those teams are discovered using peptides, and two of them have salary cap scandals and lose all their points. Manly is still a mathematical chance. I'd fucking take it. <laughs> <laughs> be honest but uh, the base chapo what if all this is part of Dez's master plan to fly under the radar to the finals hash genius hash great games greatest thinker this is the same this is the same same James Chapman who was tweeting about sack Dez and everything about you know six rounds into the season <laughs> Giannis underscore Mateus needs to be an investigation this is the second time a player has tripped over something and Reynolds was in close proximity of course referring to the end of the game exactly I've got a, got a feel for old Turbo um, I think he's going to be pulled from the games like it actually just get just get his surgery now. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing at stake. He doesn't have to play anymore. I read. Yeah. Um, even did I, did I see that maybe even DCE? Um, is is to power is no Tafua. Tafua. Well, they were saying that he had the the shoulder thing and he had like a plate in his shoulder and like there was an infection or something. They're saying that he'll go for surgery. Yeah. Um, I, do do. I mean, the sooner the sooner you can put these guys in. Now the season's gone. Terry will play the rest of the season. See, he doesn't have to. It's not necessary. Honestly, just fucking let. Just, just. I mean, unless there's like a significant salary cap issue that means that there's just not another warm body that they can throw in there. But you know, yeah. Um, and Dylan Walker fucking injured at, uh, at some point in that game too. So yeah, not cool. But you know, get fit, have a good off season. Um, Mario Seeks. It's sad watching all these plebs suddenly hating on Tommy just because their sad and bitter stepdad has his panties in a twist. I think they're referring to you, Jay. Well, I think they're referring to you, or he, Mario. That's that's, that's a little bit salty. Um, they're not they're not turning on him. They're not bagging him. They're just <laughs> laughing at the fact that every time he moves, his effort face looks like a teary face. Yeah, I think I think it's just, I think it's just a really ugly effort face. And look, and I'm and like I will I will say I think it's one of the uglier effort faces <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like it's. You're, you're a young superstar, future immortal, but I mean, no. mate, you're not you, you're not not getting there on your looks. <laughs> and meanwhile, his brother Jake, I mean, he's he looks like a young Gary Busey. I mean, he's fucking he's a handsome man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it, uh, it it was interesting how he comes out all don't don't hate on manly players after the uh, the venom he also spat at Appy 
about uh, about his service out of Dundee Harbour. You're all man, all happy, of course, isn't a manly so, player. He's a Penrith player. <laughs> Tell you what, Matty Parcel wouldn't double pump. That's all I'm saying. Matty Parcel, he just fucking shoot off from dummy half, scoring on the post. That's what he do. Um, <laughs> GT351 underscore Jones. Crap game, shit refs. I'll take the two points and forget this game existed. Uh, lift your game for fuck's sake, shit cunts. Uh, the, Ale- the Alex Craig. Uh, like most Bulldogs fans, the doggies decide that headbutting stuff can get them ahead. Hmm. And welcome, welcome back to the show, uh, Jay, who muted his mic at some point that we discovered about <laughs> half an hour ago or more. <laughs> it was all fucking dribble before now, anyway. So if uh, if if you find Jay's been hard to hear from, you know, the late mailbag section through the news and until now, yeah. that's why. Well, I think I know what it is. Any time I laugh at something, yeah. I move. <laughs> and you're slapping. And I think I'm in. <laughs> so I'm going to blue tack it. To the desk next time, <laughs> just so you can see it. <laughs> the right way up. Put it around your fucking neck, so you <laughs> <laughs> The Broncos thirty-eight defeated the Parramatta Eels sixteen on uh, Friday night football. Crowd at Suncorp, just over thirty thousand. The Broncos thirty-eight came from a tries double on debut to Jonas Pearson. Uh, Corey Oates three tries, a hat trick. Milford Hunt. Pangai Jr. also with tries uh, conversions, which really kept the scoreline closer than it needed to be. Corey Parker, one of six. Mm. And uh, Milford, one of two. And uh, Corey Parker got a penalty goal. The Eels, 16, came for tries to Bevan French, David Gower, Danny Wicks. Gordon, two of three conversions. Mm. Um, Milford and Hunt both got amongst the action, which will be good for their uh, confidence going into the final couple of rounds and, and yep. into the finals proper. And as, as a group, the the Broncos probably only need to function at about 80% capacity to worry most teams. Yeah. At the moment, I don't think they're even doing that as, as an average across the park. Um, this, now with this new news about Roberts mm-hmm. coming in, uh, you know, they, they do have some backline options if he gets punted out. By and large, um, he's been a pretty non-factor in terms of the star power of yeah, that team in, too. in in the games he has, you know, done his blitzaways, they've been fairly easy beat teams they've been playing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't done that against against top quality quality sides. But um if the Broncos play like this for the rest of the season, you know, they made twelve errors. And if you make twelve errors against top level teams or, or top four sides, then they're gonna punish you for it yep. much more than the Eels did. Uh, who were, were playing for nothing more than pride. Um, but the the Broncos' run home is absolutely crucial. I'd say they can probably only afford to drop the Melbourne game, which is, I think, the middle game. I think they're, I feel like they're safer now. Yeah, definitely. After, after this win. Yep. But if they if they lost this game, they were a very fucking real chance. I don't think they were ever going to drop right out, but they could oh, have ended up seventh or eighth. No chance. So, big, big mm. chance. Um, this game, and, and like, I, I don't want to read too much into this game, because this, this game was actually quite close for a while there, and it's just when Parramatta just gave you know, up. Gave, I mean, Broncos, you know, they, they put one or two good tries on them, and, and then at that point, yeah. it was just like, all right, yeah. that's the end of that chapter. Yeah. Like like you said before, a lot of it's about belief. Yep. And regardless of if their belief is, is based on reality or not, they'll, they'll go in with a couple of wins under their belt. Yep, yep, that's it. Um... 
got some tweets here. We just got a, you got a bit of a deadline. The reason we're recording in the daytime is because you've you, you've got very very important stuff that you need to be doing That's at night time this week. Uh, and so, uh, is in hospital for the week. Exactly, so. exactly. So uh, need to get you out of here uh, as soon as we can. But uh, the Broncos uh, tweet Rob sold out. I wish there was a great pun fusion of Robson and going out with a whimper. And he's on hash paraplegic. <laughs> Voodoo rock, blah blah blah. Fuck Robson, blah blah blah. Fuck Robson, blah blah blah. Fuck Robson, blah blah blah. Cruzy zero six. I got questions about this tweet too. Someone call Mrs. Cruzy and prep up the workbench. I'm coming home oiled up. And um, then he's got um, hashtag my bedroom then bar hash where amazing happens hash no meetings. So the questions I have here. He's gone to football with his wife. That's fine. It happens. So it's hence requiring a call to his wife. Yep. Prep the workbench. Okay. He's coming home oiled up. So he's got. He goes. He's he's gone out. He's gone had dinner. He's gone to watch the football somewhere between there and home. He gets himself oiled up. Where does this happen? How? I've just. It just creates so many questions. Do you carry it with you? Can you get that in a backpack into Suncorp Stadium? Why not just do it when you get home? Takes you know, it'll take you I mean an extra couple of minutes, sure, but I'm worried about the confusion between the workbench and the bedroom. <laughs> do you start on the workbench and move through there? Do you need the got the the car battery clamps on the nips before you go in? What <laughs> what's getting Mr. Cruzy fired? Yeah, well, I, I think the, the implication is that you know he, he uh, you know he does great work on the bed, and so therefore it's his workbench. Uh, Ma underscore Aaron, but yeah, I've got questions about the rest of it. Uh, Ma underscore Aaron, Corey Parker missed an easy kick there. Mark my words, his days in the NRL are numbered. <laughs> Channeling buzz. Wow. <laughs> up up underscore. Wait for it. Here come the Broncos fans talking them up. Haven't heard from them for a few weeks, but you won't be able to shut them up. This is true. Mm. I mean, I don't. I just the salt from a Cowboys fan. Though, I mean, fuck mm. you've you've got the you beat him in the grand final for the first time they've been beaten in the grand final. You fucking heartbreakingly should, so. You should be nicer to each other because when it comes time for you to fucking hedge, come finals time, <laughs> you are going to be fandom mates. You're going to be bandwagging on each yeah. other in, in some combination. That's yep. it. Yep. One of you will need a porch to stand under when it's raining. Yes. Gold Coast Titans 19 defeated the West Tigers 18 in Campbelltown Stadium. Good crowd. Not the crowd that are kind of spruiking. 16,783, which is a good ta- a good crowd considering Campbelltown's had some fucking diabolical ones last year in particular. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the fans are bandwagging out. That's great to see. Uh, but... Yeah, I thought they, I thought they were talking twenty was gonna you know it was gonna be twenty, but maybe it doesn't hold that much. Mm. Um, Titans nineteen came from a double to Anthony Don, Josh Hoffman, and Nini McDonald. Uh, West Ty- oh, sorry, goals Ash Taylor. That's it. Mm. Only goal between four attempts. Yep. Even Greg Bird, Greg Bird especially useless. Sure. Uh, Jared Hayne, crucial field goal. That's the it. Tigers eighteen tries to uh, Kevin Nakama and a double to David Nofaluma. Conversion's not so great here. Conversions for either side would have just fucking won this without any fuss. Mitchell Moses got, got a got a conversion and uh, and then it was a penalty goal to Moses and a penalty goal to Rankin. So um, yeah, a lot of missed opportunity for points there. Uh, both teams could have used. Um, Tell you what, any fringe NRL player or up and coming kid looking to play the game, hone that fucking kicking tee game. Get great at kicking goals and you will build a career on it. This year. Even reliable fucking yep. mate, like like your Michael Gordons, yep, 
Jamie Lyon. Well, actually, Jamie Lyon might be ahead of his last year's percentage though, because he's he's seems to have gotten better since he came back. But this, the goal kicking as a whole, like Corey Parker must be blasting the average down because I mean he was normally he wasn't like one of these guys that was going to bang it over from the touchline all the time. Yeah, but he was a very reliable kicker though. And and look, we we probably did grow up in that gilded age of. Oh, yeah, you know, your Halligans and your Matthew Ridges. And yeah, you know, in, into El Masri's and, yeah. and those sorts of guys. Yep. But, um, fuck kids. But, uh, it would, it was, the, the Gold Coast here tried to beat the Tigers at their own game for the first part. Yep. You know, the Tigers are playing that really fast, up-tempo sort of footy, and the Titans tried to go at them there, and it, it was going to end in pain. But they, they got back to what they do well. Yep. Once they got back into that rhythm, um, it looked like they had a pretty solid plan, uh, you know, gather the defence up the middle with, with your size advantage yep. and then spread the ball wide to a very deep outside back line which cuts off the Tigers um, like they, they destroyed Penrith with intercepts yeah you know because Penrith tried that tactic but yep. they weren't deep enough yep. and they absolutely caned us with intercepts um, the Titans moved their, their attacking line further back and, and yep. paid dividends and whereas, and whereas the Cowboys didn't, they didn't get caned by intercepts but they, they got crushed by their players just getting chopped off at the knees yeah, yeah. Um, and and that mixed with some some deft little kicks in behind a fast rushing defence. Yep, that, that's the other thing. Um, the Tigers are going to play that style of football, and and they do it very well. Uh, but if you're moving fast in one direction, it's even harder for you to then turn around and chase. Yeah, exactly. Which which is, which is what it's, it's mystifying that Thurston couldn't, you know, adjust like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. back in that game. When, but you know, when when you got the the Ash Taylors of the world doing it, so. Um, but again, to the to the Tigers, there's no better example of of how well they're playing that fast paced football. There's when Jared Haynes made his pick up and made his break. Yep. There were no less than four Tigers players. Yep. Who who were keeping pace with him and chasing him. Yep. Whereas normally in a break, he might have one, maybe two. Yep. There were four of them after yep. him. So um, Tedesco's a big loss for them. I don't think it automatically means the end of their season. You know, again, a big loss. I think the losses. I think the actual loss of the game is more damaging to their than chances Tedesco, of the season yeah. than Tedesco. But you know, they've got a they've got a pretty not an easy run home. But I mean, I'll tell you what, though, if they had two more competition points, you'd really like their chances. Yes, you know, but um, and if they're four and against, was yeah, a little four bit and better. A bit damaged. Yeah. Um, I think Wesnagama may may be one of the most underrated players running around at the moment. At the moment, maybe. So Wes or Kevin. Kevin, you say? Did you say Wes? Did I say Wes? I think you might have said Wes. <laughs> yeah, not so, not so much Wes. He's completely over it. <laughs> but um, What's he up to? <laughs> Being let out on day release to play footy again. <laughs> he's, um, but no, he, he's crucial to that team, and, and I think when when he's doing well, it adds adds a, a massive punch to their backline. It's amazing how structure has actually improved diabolical fucking edge defence. Yeah, on that side. Yep. Because they're, I mean, that like you know what their right hand side is, you know, you know left hand attack, like there was leaking. Yeah. Easy. It was the way it was there to go. Yep. Go left. Yep. Life is peaceful there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Look and and. You know, fairy tale ending. Hain all, all the week. The Jared Hain doing Jared Hain shit. Yep. MVP. You said it before we started recording. Um, you know, the media caused that, and they've they've built it up. Hain versus Tedesco. He, yeah. This this. Campbelltown's like his home ground. In you know, in quotes, you know, he's you know where he's played his you know junior football. Where blah, did Tedesco blah, blah. come up? 
Seen oh, Age Boys or something. Oh, but the, so. and the, but they were even they were even dredging like origin shit up too like oh you know this is, yeah Jared Hayne says that he's the origin number one jersey's his and Laurie Daly tells Hayne you're not the one yeah I mean they they build it all up and then and then when he says this is my house after he kicks the fucking crucial he's, field he's goal oh he all of a sudden he's the he's the he's the bad guy yeah. all of a sudden he's a, he, all of a sudden he's an asshole no 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 this the media brought it up and what he did was make the story even better yep. And I don't, I don't mind that sort of thing. No. If that's what he wants to bring back from the states, yep. Then fucking again, more not, power to him. Not that it was that over the top. Yeah, but it wasn't like he didn't. He didn't walk. He I, didn't walk up, go collect the ball, walk up to to Tedesco, you know, with his broken jaw on the sideline, and then dunk on his face and be <laughs> like, you know, like just whip his old fella out and piss <laughs> in Tedesco's shattered teeth. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but no, I'd, you know what? I'd prefer to see more of that. Yep. You know, because that was at his teammates. Yeah. You know, yep. that was with his teammates. I'd prefer to see more of that and less opposition players running twenty meters to, to rub someone someone's on the head, head yeah, after yeah. they knocked on. Yep. 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 You know that I, that is far worse in my mind than what Hayne did. Yep. That's two games in a row though. Jared Hayne doing Jared Hayne shit since he returned. Good Fun. on him. Great, great buy for the title for the Titans. Yep. And always like if, if they can if they can manage to jag away into the finals and like you know <laughs> and my team doesn't which you yeah, know probably not um, you know I'm I'm prepared to say that I'll hitch my bandwagon to those guys even though I don't think that they've got a chance to go all the way I'm just loving the Jared Hayne shit at the moment yeah loving it um, Sam the Warden I'm looking forward to Hayne fading into obscurity like Cuba Gooding Jr. after his bullshit grandstanding antics hashtag Snow Dogs three that's unfair Cuba Gooding Jr.'s made why a comeback after playing OJ Simpson in that show. Pick- Snowdogs three after instead of Snowdogs one or two. <laughs> Snowdogs one would have done. Is that? <laughs> I mean, that's that's jump the shark there. I mean, that's, well, you just, that, <laughs> that's the nuclear option, isn't it? Going Snowdogs. I mean, one <laughs> one would be fine. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, <laughs> man, you can get your point across. <laughs> Almost anything post Jerry Maguire. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the man's made some bad career choices. I don't. Know, and you know, maybe you you alluding to Hayne. Maybe the times are you know Snowdogs of teams to sign with. I don't know, but you know. I don't think it's like grandstanding. This is a dude celebrating a win. Wally Frogmore. If Hayne said it was his dream to showboat like the NFL, the fans and media wouldn't be getting mad. Were the media getting mad though? I think it's good. I think it's good stuff for me. I think the media would. No, that's the way they work. They build it up and then they get more of that clickbait by you know throwing out disrespectful Hayne, whatever. Fucking respect's overrated. Freak 09. Is the deed to Campbelltown Stadium one of Hayne's third party deals? <laughs> Jim Mambepi If Farrah was playing, wait for it, here it comes. Tedes Biscuit wouldn't have even got the ball and had his Tim Tam teeth smashed. That's fucking cold as ice. That's oh. savage. The biggest tiger. Not sure how I feel about that game. Glad we came back. Should have been up at half time. Hash feeling the hain pain. He's got hash this week in heartbreaks. Oh, poor That's a very fucking reasonable view there from, yeah. uh, from a Tigers fan. I'm hoping you, he was he was at the at El Loco last year. I hope he's there this year. I'll give him a big cuddle after that one. He actually he will be there because I I gotta get him a taco. So do I. The front. Oh motherfuckers eating for free. Is it? No, there's one of the tigers. Oh, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna, gonna buy one for Chapo as well after this. After the doggy Sam. Um good thing no, they're only a, like five, four bucks. <laughs> five bucks, whatever. He's a soccer fan. 
Oh, that's true. Um, South Sydney Rabbitohs, 41, defeat the Warriors, 22 at Mount Smart Stadium. Crowd of just under 17,500. They all came out to believe in the Warriors and what the, look what they dished up. The War- uh, sorry, the Rabbitohs, 41, came tries to Johnson, Gray, a double to Burgess, Inglis and Heimel Hunt with tries. Uh, Reynolds, 5 of 5 conversions. Damien Cook, 1 of 1. And uh, Damien Cook got a couple of conversions as well. Uh, sorry, a couple of penalty goals as well. And Reynolds with the field goal. Mm. The non-crucial field goal. And uh, Cutter, a double. Vatavai and Tavaga, a try. And and uh, also with tries, and Sean Johnson, three or four conversions. Man, I'll tell you what, I reckon it's more frustrating to not be a Warriors fan than it is to be a Warriors fan. You think? Well, Warriors fans have... You, you don't know their pain. No, Warriors fans have six Diamonds games in them a year, max. Yep. And one of them is guaranteed to be against my team. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, the... The rabbits are, are on an upward trajectory here, uh, on an incline, if you will. Uh, but the Warriors were back to to them. They completed sixty nine percent with forty forty six percent possession. To do and, this at home is just it's just unspeakable yeah. at this stage of the season, too. Yep. And to to get back to all your errors being that Warrior stuff. Yep. Dropped kicks, knock ons in your own twenties, passing to no one in your own twenty. Yep. That that's what really hurts them. Um, you know, Reynolds has been in and out this year for the Rabbits, but their forwards, for some reason, in the last couple of weeks, have finally yep. seen how big they are and how yep. how damaging they can be. Um, decent signs for, for next year for them, uh, with Reynolds getting back to that form he had a while ago where he's just actually playing what's in front of him instead of that, yep. I've, I've got this play in my head and I will run it come hell or high water. And when yep. he gets like that, I think that's when he's less effective and when he gets troubled by defences. Yep. Um, but, you know, like the, the little kick that he put in, I think that was on tackle three when yeah. they when they scored their first points. That, that was absolutely brilliant. And, and I love seeing halves play like that. You do. You do. You done? I'm done. Mario Sieg, isn't it lovely having the Warriors we know and love back? For a while there, people actually rated them. <laughs> that's, yeah. Come on, man. Is there a bigger choking team than the New Zealand Warriors with a top eight spot on the line? Choking, um, is it cho- choking finals and the Dragons hands down? Well, the Dragon, yeah, in, oh no, the Dragons had that thing there with uh, the start with Benny. All right, yeah. but that was a taking a team that was out of you know that was the habitual chokers in the transition to overcoming that. So, mm. I don't, well, yeah, but then the Dragons have only the Dragons are just maybe underperformers in general with they're up there with the Warriors but the Dragons do you remember the fucking amazing sides they had like all through the 2000s and they every had, year they yeah, were like they almost had, premiership favourites yeah exactly um, yeah and uh, yes they're not great in grand finals sure they've lost the, a lot of yep. grand finals like yeah the, the, the back-to-backs of the Broncos and that sort yep. of thing so that probably yeah, gives that impression but yeah I think the Warriors are so are you saying that the Broncos premierships aren't what all their fans think they are because they won them against a choking side who were always going to choke that's exactly what I'm saying that's exactly what I'm saying gotcha yep I've been up what you put now I mean, they're like half premierships at best. Okay. So I'm yeah. adding up how many premierships your team won. Yeah, like, oh, wait, okay. better so six pre- No, no, he's won three. Because yep, okay. they're only halfers. Yep, gotcha. Okay. And like, for example, like 2008, that would be like worth 10. Because it was like the, the defending, you know, it was the defending premiers, yep. two million over the cap, etc. You had me, you've lost. But 2011, Manly playing Warriors, that can be half. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. I went, to that, I went to that grand final. I had the best day. Of, I, I knew I was going to have the best day because there was not any point where I felt danger of like losing that game before, during, or after. Yeah, it was great. Um, 
The Dragons, 32 to feed the Sharks, 18. Fucking boil over <laughs> Jubilee. 13,167 in attendance. Dragons, 32, came from tries to Aiken, Widdop, Mitrain, and crucially, a double to Tarek Sims. Widdop, yeah. 5 of 5 conversions and a penalty goal. The Sharkies, 18, came tries, uh, they came from tries to Holmes, Barber, and Lutelli. Maloney, 1 of 3 conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Wow. Mm. This was an easy... This was a, 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 a bumbling, uncomprehensive... Sharks win at, at half time. Yeah. That's the way it was sort of going. Yeah. It, um, I thought you were going to say this was a TAB executive erection inducing game. <laughs> um, Mark, you imagine the number of multis that were punted by this game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know whether you'll hear it in the sports mate section or not because I was muted, but <laughs> Dragons missed 16 tackles all night. Yep. Sharks missed over 40. And Dragon- of which 38 of those were Tarek Sims. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Dragons also gave away minimal penalties. Yep. You know, that, that sort of discipline in defence and, and discipline with, with how you play wins football games. Uh, and, and you flip that over, you look at the attacking stats, Dragons had six players run over 100 metres. Mm-hmm. The Sharks had nine. Oh, Tarek Sims must have ran yeah. about 4,000 so, metres in that, in that game, right? Oh, not, not the most, actually. But um, when when Barb's broke the 6 all deadline, I thought that was the floodgates. Yep, same. Uh, but the, the Dragons were just absolutely clinical in, in the second half. And I think... It wasn't even clinical, though. It was, this, it was, it was that classic less talented team yep. with this just this actual desire. desire. Yep. Like Tarek's like to get, for him to beat people outside backs yeah. to that to get that yep. grubber. And yep. then and then his react and then and then he then he chased that one up with like yeah. the brute force, you know, getting over just through sheer desire. And that alone And that's it. He brought the rest of them up. He did he did, yeah. he put the whole team on his back. All, all of those and just points. said we're gonna win. Yeah. And you know come with you know I'll, I'll carry all you over the line Come after you, yeah. man bun having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, look, if, if I was St George, I'd I'd be asking what it was that gave those players that desire, and and try and be discovering why it's taken the, the coaching well, staff a season. It's probably because Cronulla is the grudge match for the Dragons. I mean, that's that's what I I would put it down to. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that equates for that sort of difference. Yeah, and the and the Sharkies like. There's some worrying signs out there on their mm. their right hand side in defence. Yeah. Like there was the grub of the try that, uh, that seems and that was just a, a great kick and yep. you know a, a planned move with you know a dude that was just you know getting there regardless. But then there was that other try, like he, the one that actually sealed it, where they just talk simple specifically about Jared Beal. Oh. You talking about the Sharks' right side defence? Yeah, yeah. And then there was that try that sealed it again. I can't who was the one that scored the try. Was it Aiken that scored the try? I yep. can't remember. But that one where they just like it was simple. Yeah, I think the one you talk about. Simple yeah, spread out to the Beal out to the left for the Dragons, out to their left. Yeah, and just he like. Yeah, well, I don't know what Sharks are doing, but they were like they were comprehensively beaten. And I mean, there was that time where they had a little bit of hope. I think what was the score was probably like twenty four to twelve, and they got that try very yeah. quickly after that second one, and got like twenty four eighteen. But they, they even did fend off a, a Sharks. Come back. Yeah, yeah, they did. Because you know, Sharks scored that so, try very easily. Yep. Well, and I thought, well, here we go. The Sharks have just switched on, and now they're going to do their thing. They, you could tell they'd picked up the tempo of the play, the uh-huh. balls and everything, and they were just rolling, making easy meters, and the Dragons was backpedaling like anything. Yeah. And it was all coming very easily. I was like, okay, well, here we go. They'll get yeah. another try to get it together, and, you know. But that's the thing. You, you can give you can give as many meters up the middle of the park as you want. 
if you're going to stick to every tackle mm-hmm. on your goal line. Yeah. yeah. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. The Dragons did that. Yeah. That's what won them the game. Wally Frogmore. Seriously, though, I don't get why the Sharks fans are so upset. All they did was go from one streak to another. And he's got hashtag nup nup Cronulla. <laughs> Hash two in a row. Devin, Sharks are choking harder than Michael Hutchins in a hotel closet. I bet he had a bag of dicks in his mouth, too. So, that's not how you spell Michael Hutchins. One. I don't care. Two. It's great. It wasn't a hotel closet, it was a doorknob. You're thinking a Carradine was a, was, a, was a closet. And, and, uh, Bag of dicks in his mouth. Well, I mean, you know, slash slash Mars bar up the ass. If you believe the if you believe the room is perpetrated by cleaning staff, um, Mars bar Twix. Hashtag one in a row. Well, yeah, well, yeah Mars bar is just obviously someone that's you know not a beginner. Twix. <laughs> the, 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 the Twix. The Twix is for a beginner or someone who likes to share. Twix is usually kid with the cookie crunch. At Neil Maddow ten. That uh, <laughs> eat a big bag of stiletto heel filled dicks. <laughs> Hashtag bloody pee hole. Welcome, Neil. Uh, Mitch Door 13, congrats to the Dragons. I'll surely be lauding about this win all the way down in 11th, and I'll be eating dicks in second. Oh, uh, that, that tweet was, yeah, that's, that's a very, um, I've used that tweet many times. <laughs> that kind of thing. The old, yeah, like, hit him where they hit him on hit him on their ladder position just because they've just embarrassed us. Um, the Penny Panthers forty two defeat the Newcastle Knights six. Hunter Stadium crowd of just under fourteen thousand. The mm. Panthers had a double to Mansour, Moylan, Blake, Peachy, and uh, DWZ with tries. Uh, he got, got a double as well. Yep. Uh, Cleary six of seven conversions and a penalty goal. The Knights Brendan Elliott uh, try, Trent Hodkinson a goal, and that is it. The the end result was what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, how we got there was a, a little bit concerning. Um, the you know and Newcastle had this aura this year that they're almost I just, I, a for me, black for, hole of talent to the yeah. extent that other clubs play really poorly around them. Teams flog them, but but there's so always ugly. an ugly. There's, there's always like a, so there's ugly. always like yeah. a but. Yeah, but exactly. they let him score some tries late, like uh, when Manly flogged them. Or but yeah, yeah, there's apart from that time when you know Cronulla, you know, well, there's the butt there too. Yeah, exactly. Cronulla flogged them, but they made it into a memorabilia yeah. print. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, Penrith, and, and thank God Moylan's actually come out in public and said it. We need to earn the right to play expensive football. Mm-hmm. They were back to that Penrith thing of okay, we'll just we're going to throw the ball around and. Offload at all costs. To every, every tackle yeah. of every set is a yeah. potential try scoring play. Potential try of the year. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a try of the year that hasn't yet been scored. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like you know, you know, in, in the off season, they're they're waving signs saying every play is a try outside of bullshit yeah. clinics, trying to get, <laughs> trying to get coaches to not stifle creativity. <laughs> um, no, they're not. They're not. They're. Uh, <sighs> Pro choice, <laughs> pro choice. But um, if they get back to that, then then they can trouble teams in the eight. Uh, but but if they if that's just lip service, yep. then then they're going to get bundled out of the finals very quickly. Yep. Um, if they even make the eight, I think they're fairly safe now based on their for and against. I think I think uh, of of the ones in that jam, I think you guys are right. But, uh, you know, mo- moving forward, they, they really do need to get some structure. Uh, Cleary kept doing what Cleary does. Um, stand out for Rookie of the Year. If he doesn't get it, it's a fix. Um, hasn't, been around, hasn't been around long enough to get it, in my mind. 
What are you going to give it to Ash Taylor? Yeah, I'd say so. If you, I know. You, you just said you were going to fucking Titans bandwagon. I should have heard that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, conspiracy. But, uh... Um, Our Ash. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh... Yeah, look, at the end of the day, they, they got the job done. See, that'll make some yeah. people ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, apparently, I... I said something about getting a Titans membership last week, didn't I? Oh, yeah. What was that? What, what was the criteria? Can, can somebody go back and fact check that? Because I've got a terrible feeling that I may actually have if, to if, get one. If Jared Hayne wins the game from or something. Or does a field goal, I'm think. hoping to Christ, I say, if he scores a match-winning try. <laughs> yes. Someone, someone go back and fact someone, check that. Someone look at the game tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Penny got home, and most important thing, improved their for and against. So hopefully that's that's the final spot secured. Like I know we're talking about that game, but I really I can't wait to. See, I, <laughs> I totally forgot, and the fact that no one you know, was tweeting us about it. Somebody did. Somebody oh, came did out and said stepdad needs to get on that Titans membership. Uh, I did see that one go through. So they didn't break it down. They didn't break it down, and uh, I don't remember what I said. Um. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Heavy underscore Nova. Nathan Brown reminds me of the underpants gnomes. Step one, tear the knights down to the ground. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. <laughs> yes. I don't think it was him tearing the knights down to the ground, though. I mean, I think Benny did a fair job of that. Was, <laughs> you know, he, I mean, Nathan Brown, he, he he probably needed people to have, do some due diligence on what he was getting into, I think, because I, I'm not... Look, his coaching probably isn't isn't amazing. It may, it may, other coaches perhaps could have got better out of the playing group, but he's had some pretty ordinary cattle to work with. Let's be fair. Yeah. Um, he still needs a fucking good slap though. Shana eighty six. I wonder how much more Penrith could do if they weren't carrying a palm on his gap year on the bench. Yeah, that is. Why is he on the on the bench for all the time? It's just is it just to acclimate he's, him to? He's part. He's part of how I believe it. How we got rid of Seguiaro. Um, what associated with mobsters and to, stuff? Yeah, or, or how we how we handled chilling, salary cap chilling while Corey Norman pours beers down women uh, vaginas and and part look he, you know um, he, he was apparently Bullsy fullback of the year or or man of steel or or something over in the the Super League but um, so far away who knows about these things that happen in faraway lands? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. You know, has the markings of a decent NRL player. I don't think he's ever going to be a game-breaker over here, but but a better-than-average outside back if Penrith would actually let him train with them occasionally. He does, he does have that um, issue. He does He does have that issue of being English so, player. Yeah, he does, but fuck, there's an English hooker doing marvels for the Raiders. Yeah. And a bloke that plays a number nine that's from there as well. Don't you? Oh. Um, yeah, so. A lot of veal being eaten. <laughs> <laughs> um, at it will only reveal yourself, sir. What shit heap of a team lost to the Knights again, please? <laughs> Ashley Tigers in decline. <laughs> uh, so underscore pwned. This is the thing. I mean, if Tigers beat the Knights, they wouldn't be worried about missing the finals. That's it. What is the worst team in history? Is it the team that's had the worst season in the history of the rugby league or the one team that they beat that year? Well, no, because that's just like that's like losing a battle, you know, winning the war. You know, it's like one one round cannot make a, a bad season. Surely, it's a team that has a that is actually the diabolical shit team. <laughs> uh, that is better than you know. Yeah, okay. So underscore pwned. If there was ever a case of refs' fault, 
It wasn't this game. The nice defense flimsier <laughs> than a biscuit dunked in oak. <laughs> Roosters, 22 to feed the Cowboys, 10 at Allianz. Crowd of under 9,000. The Roosters, 22, tries to Madison Mitchell, Sean Kenny Dow, Boyd Cordner. Um, Latron Mitchell, 3 of 4 conversions. And the Cowboys, 10, tries to Ethan Long, Kane Linnett. Thurston, yeah. 1 of 2 conversions. The overwhelming thing I saw in this game was the the Cowboys had seemed to get to a point where they trusted themselves as long as JT was on the field. Yeah. And there were a couple of times, more than a couple of times in this game, where they'd seemed to slip back into that mentality of chuck it to Jono. Yep. And Thurston was still under the impression that that the boys had grown up a little and were ready to take steps on their own. Yep. And I'd say there were probably half a dozen occasions where he ended up with a ball yep. when he was not ready for it, yep. where he was expecting a different play and he was expecting to go in and be part of either support play for a kick or to clean up in defence and, yep. and support that way. Um, so, you know, but if you remember, the where did the Cowboys finish last year? Fourth? Third? Yeah, something like that. You know, they weren't, they, they weren't outstanding favourites to go in and win the premiership no, last no. year. They got hot so, late in the season. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think with the roster they've got, they're, they're too good and too experienced together as a unit yep. to get in. Um, there's one thing, fatigue looks to have troubled them a little bit. Like you, you Coopers and those guys mm. don't look as fresh-faced and energetic as they did in the beginning of the season. Yep. You know, they've had a rough year. They've, they've yep. played some tough games. Um It'll be interesting to see where they go. But the the Roosters... Well, they just they showed a glimpse of the potential that they... The, the line-up yeah. on paper has had this year and for whatever reason just hasn't it hasn't been able to deliver on. Yeah. So, I, I said that a couple of weeks ago as well. I don't think the Roosters are this, this amazingly improved side. I think they're playing still below what they should be doing. Mm. And, and their ladder position dictates that. DK88, you know a team is fucking good when they withstand the X factor of Rory Cost Jason starting. <laughs> <laughs> Northern Crosses, Roosters winning, gonna have to find my fake Roosters jersey to wear. <laughs> You're a Titans fan. Arpops, Cowboys not playing well, but credits where it's due. The Roosters played a very good first half, but fuck your sticky fingers. Yeah. It was nice to see Ferguson be disallowed. Yes. Should be disallowed As more. A human often. being. Yep. Mm. Monday night for bitch. The Canberra Raiders 22 defeat the Storm 8 down at GIO in Canberra. 15,707 in attendance. The Raiders a double to Joseph Leilua. Shannon Boyd also with a try. Croker 3 of 3 conversions and a couple of penalty goals as well. And the Storm had a try to Cronk. A conversion to Smith and a penalty goal to Smith. Yeah. the um, You talk about teams playing on belief. Mm-hmm. These people finally believe that they're, they're, they're good. a threat. They, they're believing their own yep. hype. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. They've had they've had close games. They've been blown out. They've had second half fades. They've worked themselves back into games. There's all these things that have happened to them over this season yep. that have that have put them in this position. Um, and you know they haven't won the premiership yet. But but maybe Ricky Stewart is the new Brian Smith in terms of taking a bunch of guys who who aren't going to be the greatest and, and need to, to get together and work as a unit and turning them into a team and having somebody else come in and, and win that premiership. Oh, it's way too early to talk about that. I mean, yeah, it's way, it's way too early to talk about that. Maybe. Ricky could be the one that takes them all the way there. You yeah, he know. could be. He did it with the Roosters. I mean, if they had, of course, if they, if, if I'd be almost anointing the Canberra Raiders as premiership favourites if this game was two weeks from now. 
Like if they caught if they caught fire like a fortnight last, out from the finals, like yeah, they yeah, caught okay. they caught fire like this that close to the finals and then where you can sort of ride that through. Yep. Then um and yeah. I still I, I still don't think it's outrageously early for <sighs> you know, for them now either. Yeah. But yeah. uh they got good. Canberra have played very well defensively for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because this was against the Storm that it's getting yeah. all the props. Yeah. Uh, well, the, you know, this game had more people taken into touch than any game I can remember in the last couple of years. <laughs> so they, they were all over it. They were working with each other. Um, they've got the goods. Just just see if they've got the fortitude to keep this level, which I agree with you. I'm not sure they do. There's a lot of native. Like they were, it's the first team to win over the number one side two weeks in a row or something like that. In 30 years or something like that. Yeah, okay. Impressive stat on, on the surface. There's also the fact that how many times has a team been blessed with the opportunity to play the number one side two weeks two in a row? Because they row. beat them one yeah. week and the other team won to take the first spot. Yeah. yeah. It's a very a very that's unusual, maybe not unique, but it's a very unusual circumstance in the first place. Stat, yeah. yeah. But, you know, sounds good. And they yep. did it. They did win the game, so fucking... Well, I'm, I'm starting to see all the people out at the moment going, oh, well, Canberra had no origin players, so that's why they're not suffering fatigue now. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, right. So, Jamie, uh, several underscores B. Other fans, the NRL executive and the media didn't believe. But this week in league, hosts believe and we did it. Ash Bleed Green, <laughs> Ash Smith's tears. Uh, the Alex Craig. I'm more excited than a kid at his first school dance who's learned everything from late night SBS programming. Ash Canberra Lime Milk. Uh, at Todd H, 1987. Someone who I've been to a game with and he was wearing a Broncos jersey, but, you know. But Kermit T., so proud of the boys' unbelievable effort. Defence was on point and attack was always threatening. Hashtag Premiers 2016. Fantastic. Undefeated asterisk has gone in there as well. Uh, at Green Machine Pod. Real deal, mudfuckers. <laughs> All right. Rusty Hartup. They tried hard, but the refs just couldn't win it for the storm. Hash it. Dirty cheats Ooh. done dirt cheap. <laughs> I really like that That's hashtag. Sexy underscore Bethany 97. 15K in a Monday night match and the Raiders actually play like a premiership contender. Could life be any better? Love it. Not sure what you're talking about because you're a Dragons fan, as far as I know. <laughs> Unless I've read something <laughs> really, <laughs> really wrong. Um, but yeah, no, they're going great at the moment, and uh, it's always good to see a side that's kind of not been good for a long time. Turn around. So, yep. Bring that fan base up with them and everything. It's just you just naturally feel like yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I naturally, you know, feel you know, you want to go for the underdog side like that, you know. So uh, it's good to see. Previews. At this stage, we are running so over time from what we were supposed to be doing, so uh, Jay's getting out of here. I so, have to uh, love you and leave you to a nation. Say, but, say, uh, say bye, Jay, for this week. From the sounds of things, Stepdad's going to be handing over to the Twill Nation's new... We'll see. We'll see what happens. He may not be cool, cool with it, but we'll see. I'm going to try it on. Oh, we'll see how yeah. we go. Love your work. Thanks All right. Enough. I'll catch you next week, Twill Nation. Love you, footy. See you, bud. Bye. So, for the first time ever on the show, I have Killer, my son, <laughs> who is going to help me do the previews of the games this week. Now, Thursday night football, Broncos take on the Bulldogs. Hmm. So, what do you reckon? Who's going to win that one? I think Broncos. Yeah? Who do you want to win? Hmm. That one. I think the Broncos. You want the Broncos to win? How come? Why do you want the Broncos yeah. to win? Mm, I'm not really sure. Yeah? 
For no re- so for no reason you want the Broncos to win. That's weird. All right. I think the Broncos are going to win too. I think it'll be pretty close. I don't think the doggies are playing very well at the moment. They're doing okay. They're doing. Because they stink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> move on. We've last through these Friday night football. Panthers, Panthers take on the West Tigers. Who's winning? Maybe the West Tigers. Yeah? And why do you think so? Um, no uh, idea as well. <laughs> they don't have Tedesco. He got his face smashed. What? Yeah. <laughs> got his face smashed. His face, his jaw's made of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> He's got biscuit bones. That's <laughs> <laughs> like... So they got crushed. So what are you tell me about the West Tigers? <coughs> what was it? What are you going to tell me about the West Tigers? Anything? Mm. Nah. Newcastle take on the Gold Coast Titans. The Knights versus the Titans. Titans. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because mm. the Knights are pretty much the worst team of all time this year. Yeah. Yeah. They suck. Mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the Melbourne Storm. Sea Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> and why is that? I don't know because, but Jake Dravojevich put his butt out. <laughs> no, that was Tommy. That was Tom Dravojevich had his butt out that game. <laughs> That's funny. The things you remember, though, fella. Um, North Queensland Cowboys take on the Warriors. I think. I think. I think the Storm might win. Against Manly, Manly got lots of injuries, and we don't know how many of their guys are going to play because there's some guys there that are named in the team that probably aren't going to play, like Tommy Turbo and and George Tafur, and that they might they might actually get a break and have 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 surgery for the rest of the year. So I don't know if that team's going to be the team that actually plays. Wait, um, is Steve is Steve Matai on that list? No, he's not. He's injured. Oh yeah. Yeah, he had a, he had an operation. He's out for the rest of the year, but. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, the North Queensland Cowboys take on the Warriors. Maybe the Warriors. You think so? Yeah. It's up at it's at the it's at the home ground of the of the Cowboys though. And they mm. usually they usually play pretty well up there. The Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I think the Cowboys are gonna win that one, dude. Oh, okay. Maybe the Cowboys. Canberra Raiders taking on the Parramatta Eels down in Canberra. Raiders. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because Parramatta Eels cheat. They sure do, don't they? They are like the worst. They're like the they're like the second worst cheats ever. The worst cheats ever is the Melbourne Storm. How much do they cheat? Well, Melbourne Storm, they cheated for years. They cheated for like three years, four years in a row. Sydney Roosters versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons. What do you reckon? I don't know, but maybe the Roosters? Yeah, so the Roosters... No, the Dragons. The Roosters had a good win last week, and the Dragons had a very good win last week as well. They both beat good teams, so... Dragons. Tough. They're, both, they're both really crap teams this year, but they both had good wins last week, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I think maybe, I think maybe Dragons might get them. Yeah, I'd say Dragons as well. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Sharkies. On Monday night. Mm. This one. Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado. Yeah. yeah. The Sharks are going to win this one, I think. It's Monday night. The Monday night curse thing can happen. South came up and they played well against uh, the Warriors last week, but the Warriors aren't the inconsistent Sharky side, so uh, the inconsistent side that the that 
are going to get beaten like that. So the Sharkies have lost two games. You know, the Sharkies won tons of games in a row this year. Wow. And now they've lost two in a row. So do you think that do you think that the do you think the bubbles burst? Do you think the sharks are in decline? Mm. Is that losing more? Yeah, I might go for the sharks. Yeah. Do you know that the sharks have never won a premiership? They've never won a competition ever. Their trophy cabinet is empty. They got nothing in there. You know that? They got nothing. That'd be pretty sad. Hey, imagine if you imagine if you went for the sharkies. How would you feel? Okay, the rabbits. No, no, no. You can go. <laughs> I think the Sharks are going to win this game. I'm just saying. I'm oh, okay. Sharks. Yeah, I'm just telling you about the Sharks overall. The history of the Sharks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for helping me out. Is that all? Yep, that's it. Do you, you have anything else you want to say? Mm, nah. You've been a bit quiet. You've been a bit sick, hey? Yep. Yep. Cough right. like twice. Yeah. And what happened last night after dinner? Puke. Yeah. Yeah, like three times. Power spew. Yeah. <laughs> There's one when I was going to the toilet and I almost turned to right. Yeah. Like, I think it almost spewed on your pops. <laughs> oh, that would have been the tragic. Not my pops too. It would have been customers once too, so that would have been tragic. <laughs> All right, bud. Thanks for that. And that is full time for episode 235. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can chat with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts, all that good stuff, help spread the word. No new iTunes reviews this week, so uh, sort your lives out. Um, and Supercoach, changed in the hierarchy of the group at the moment. NZ underscore Magpie54 has taken the lead uh, somehow. Pool Sharks in second. The Wendells dropped to third. Bobbers, Ram and Robbo, Too Much Tuners, Dave's Doggies, Ive Seagulls, Farquhar, All and Joshua's Jokers round out the top ten as we get down to the business end. Uh, tipping, David Kingston has taken the lead. Well, he's taken a share of the lead with Whitey. They're tied on 124. He pulled one back over the week. Uh, Lemon is next one point behind. Then th- Three or two points behind those guys. We've got JB, Desi's Ducks, SNS Marla, and another two points back. We've got Bulldog, Wixie, Erebus Chaos, Michael Rothery, and one further point back at Matthew Bell. So we're looking at six points from 10th to 1st, and it's still now uh, we've got a race, three horse race, I'd say, but uh, interesting to see how that pans out. And of course, don't forget if you're into MMA, listen to This Week in MMA. Just search for that on iTunes and you'll find it. Similar logo to This Week in League. And also, if you're into, you know, want to hear us bitch about movies, TV shows, and uh, evangelize the stuff that is awesome, uh, check out the Rocks and Diamonds podcast also on iTunes. And that is it. Had to get Jay out of here uh, a little bit early uh, due to medical issues. But um, that's it. That's all I've got time for. See you next week. Yeah. Hot sauce.
it from the Tigers on the deck. Great scoop up by Grant. Brilliant play. Lawrence Moses fires it out to Nagama. He's got North Lawrence support. Puts a kick out of the Disco. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.